This week on Pop Culture Over Pizza, we have our picks for the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Patriots. Ben Affleck is out as Batman. And Shaggy and MK11 and Netflix's jarring new logo. A first look at Harley Quinn from the Birds of Prey trailer. And a spoiler review on Glass. internet and welcome to another episode of pop culture over pizza welcome to february we finally made it to this month january was a very hard year and i'm glad that everybody made their way through it month dude month and it's it felt like a year okay so <laughs> as usual i am your host jose and i'm joined by some of the usual cast of characters elias what gucci fam Metatron here. Greetings. This is Walt. May the force be with you. And we have a new friend with us this week. Why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Say hello to the to the crowd. Hey guys, this is a uh, Wolfie, the Lord of the Dark Arts. <laughs> <laughs> and he is joining us for the first time this week. Let's get right into the geek out segment and tell you guys what we've been nerding out about this week. So for me, um, I talked about this a couple of times before, but I have been finishing up on Attack on Titan, which is one of the cool animes that's out there right now. Uh, I just started season three, and it's getting better and better. It's getting really cool, the, all the new backstory that they're introducing to it. That's really the best part of that show for me, uh, Attack on Titan, the mystery about what's going on. Um, but I've been geeking out about a few things this week. Another thing I was geeking out on is uh, Trigger Warning. Uh, Netflix show with Killer Mike. If you guys aren't familiar with Killer Mike, uh, he is a Atlanta-based rapper who's actually got his start with uh, with Outkast, with Big Boy, and Andre 3000. And he's also a big activist in Atlanta. And he has this Netflix documentary-style show. Um, as I said, it's called Trigger Warning. And he takes a lot of different subjects that are like part of like the political climate and like the climate in America and finds his own unique way to tackle them, but he does it in some of the most absurd ways that you could possibly think of. I'll give you a couple of examples. In one of the episodes, he decides to tackle the education system and realizes that one of the problems with the education system is that people don't pay attention. So, um, I don't know if this works out as much for the young years, but you're, you're a little bit of an adult, so I'll tell you all about it. He makes a educational, vocational pornography film because he feels like this will be the best way to catch people's attention and teach them vocational skills. So he has this, this video that he makes where people are plumbing and like replacing light bulbs and fixing like light fixtures while doing well, all the other stuff that porno involves. <laughs> that <And> works. There's <laughs> another episode where he gets upset about the fact that the hell's angels being a gang have like merchandise and they can like, you know, they're, they're big in pop culture. They have like TV shows and movies that are kind of loosely based on them. So he decides that he wants African-American gangs to have the same thing. And he creates a soda called Cripacola. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just going to leave okay. it at that. Half of the joy is watching him solve these problems. Um, and when you guys get to get to the episode where he decides to introduce a new religion, like, I guarantee most of you are going to lose it. That's oh, one of the boy. funniest things I've ever seen in my whole life. And this this show's on Netflix? The show's on Netflix. Yeah, it just yeah. came out, I think, on January 19th. So yeah, it's been out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's perfect timing, basically. 
But uh, the other thing that I've been geeking out on, and I actually haven't finished watching it yet, is the documentary film They Shall Not Grow Old. Um, oh, okay. I started watching that, and the really cool gimmick behind it is, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, they took World War One footage, because it was the 100th anniversary in yeah. 2018, last year. This is the Peter Jackson thing, right? Yeah, Peter Jackson okay. produced. Uh, they took footage from World War One, black and white footage, obviously footage with no sound, because there weren't any talkie pictures back then. Uh, they remastered it, recolored it, set, changed the frame rates, added sound effects, and got forensic lip readers to to suss out what they were saying in these films yeah. and dubbed in dialogue. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Wow. It That's is I didn't know about that. nuts, dude. That's I didn't know about that. Yeah, it is either. so cool. It is so cool watching it so okay. far. It's going on my list. I mean, <laughs> a lot of it, it's, it's definitely really cool. And a lot of it, to be fair, is like, it's just a lot of stuff, like, like dudes laughing a lot of the time. So that's easy to dub, but it's still like the, the sound effects. Like you hear, you know, artillery shells going off. You'll, you'll hear like 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 stuff coming off of the nearby houses from the artillery shells, like blowing up. Like it's just the sound effects. Like the way that they remastered this stuff is bonkers. And just as an aside, I hear that he's actually going to do something similar with some old Beatles footage. Apparently, he's been yeah, they decided he's going to do that next. So that's something definitely check that out. It's that's really really, really cool awesome. because actually. You know, it's one thing I love war movies. It's one thing to like watch a war movie that you know is fake, you know that this is just and the other. It's another thing to watch like war footage mm -hmm. that you know kind of brings you to that, like brings all the elements alive. Yes, it. yeah, it, it really does. And actually, it, it was in I believe a limited release in theaters in December. It comes out in I think in a couple of weeks in February in 3D. So oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh boy. So, yeah. so let me ask the question: Is Definitely this is this a, a straight up documentary, or is it yeah. is it using footage to tell a story? It's a straight up documentary. Okay. It's a straight up documentary, oh. but the way that it's good. edited is really cool because yeah. he has he does have voiceovers from real World War One veterans, and he interplays that with like what's going on in the documentary footage. So like, it's it's just amazing. You guys definitely got to check it out. Definitely got to check it out. But that's my geek out for the week. What about you, sir? Tell us, Meta. What are you geeking out on? Well, this week is going to be different. I normally lead with a supernatural-oriented geek out, but I'm making room for <laughs> yeah. something different this time. No supernatural. <laughs> what? What's okay. going on? Are you it's, not, it's not going to happen again. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, about so it. I've recently been catching up to Young Justice Outsiders mm -hmm. in my spare time, and I've been really impressed with what they've been doing. Um, they have this new character. It's like... It's kind of like a cyborg character where you know how cyborg's origins is like part of him is a father box and the other parts is, you know, him being human. Mm -hmm. They kind of do something like that with another character, but in a very different way. It's, it's really cool. Okay. The other thing that I'm geeking out mm -hmm. over is The Punisher. Season two. Season don't two. worry, I won't get into any spoilers. Please don't spoil it for me. I haven't seen it yet. We are one episode away from. Well, actually, we're on the finale, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, oh, we're on the finale, That's so. true. So I read this article recently, and it was basically drawing up on parallels between Punisher season two and the old play Faustus. Which I don't think I've heard of that play. It's um. It's basically where this German physician, he's learned everything he can possibly learn about our earthly realm, so to, so to say. Mm -hmm. But then he goes turning to other outlets of learning information. Okay. So okay. he goes and summons um, 
Lucifer's right hand man, oh, Mephistopheles. I think I get it. It's it's kind of like how the Nazis were rumored to do a lot of occult stuff in World War II. That's yeah, where stuff like Wolfenstein 3D came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but mm -hmm. this is like really, 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 really old, like before that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like Shakespearean old. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and so basically, it played on the notion mm -hmm. that you have this parallel. Um, there's one character that you see in the show mm -hmm. who pretty much represents God because he's a very religious character. And then you have on the other hand, Frank Castle, who's going to be Mephistopheles. And the interesting thing about Mephistopheles is he doesn't prey on the innocent. He preys on sinners. And what does Frank Castle do? Right, exactly. Yeah, he's always going after criminals and like really bad guys. So mm -hmm. it makes sense. Even though he's pretty much damned himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that was an interesting thing. And the more I watched the season, the more I saw other things that concerned the actual Faustus play. Like there's an interaction between, um, you guys know Billy is in the season, right? Um, I mean, you got to look to the others because I'm it. still so far behind. Okay. Yeah, but so. yeah, I'll, I'll say yes. I'll say okay. Yes. So the there's an interaction between him and another character. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. But basically what happens here is that one of the things that Mephistopheles is most known for is he doesn't want to damn these people to hell. These contracts that he's given, he doesn't want them. He does everything in his power to say, dude, turn away. This isn't going to lead you to a nice place. Whoa, Do okay. whatever you can to stop associating with me. And what you see with Billy in this character is you see a similar dynamic where Billy is Mephistopheles in this case. And he's like, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. You can walk away now and possibly have some semblance of a life, or you can stay with me and write it out. <laughs> and it's just really interesting. All these parallels I've been seeing, because it's like, this has been exploding all over the place. So in your opinion, I know, I know that, uh, and again, I haven't seen uh, season one. I just got the defenders. I know that's blasphemy. I haven't seen season what? one of the Punisher. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm way behind on the Marvel Netflix universe, but you know I mean, what? You don't take an ice cream cone and turn it upside down. <laughs> 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 you know what? The Marvel Netflix universe ain't going anywhere now. Sure. So I got plenty of time to watch it. But um, no, I was gonna say, like, yeah, yeah. season one of, of, of the Punisher apparently was one of the best of the, the Netflix yeah. shows, yeah. right? Yeah. It really is. It really is. But what do you think of season two so far? Maybe in comparison and where it fits in the whole Netflix universe for Man. now. Man, I love it. Yeah, I, I so really do. And especially with this article that Walt so graciously provided me, I mm -hmm. love it even more because of this tie-in. Oh, trying to find yeah those connections yeah. that are there. Yeah. And there's cool. and there's also just such awesome imagery in this show, and I wish I could tell you about it and how it relates to that scene I just described, but I can't. And like, it's hurting you know, so much. That's like, me turning the ice cream cone over right there. Like, like in one of the, the fight scenes of season two. Um, the, there's like flashing lights and it goes on and off. Mm -hmm. So like every time it goes on, uh, Frank Castle gets like beat up. It's oh, a really interesting cool. yeah. scene. It's like a strobe effect. Yeah, like oh, absolutely. absolutely. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. There, there yeah. have been some good fight scenes in the past with that kind of dynamic. So that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's the, what the fight scenes in season two. They're particularly gruesome. Um, <laughs> well, these, these guys are holding back to the point that they're gonna lean on that. Um, John Barenthal actually broke his hand. Early on, and if, if you watch season two, it'll be interesting because he's wearing a cast for most of the season. 
That's the reason why he actually broke his hand, oh. took the cast off, broke it again. So you know you can see how how brutal and over the top the violence is in season two. Okay, so yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's basically what I've been geeking out over. What about you guys, Walt Elias? Well, 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 well. Okay, so um, my geek out is going to be a shared geek out, but it's not really a geek out because it's an anti geek out. Oh, yeah, it sucks. So, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. He's hold, on, right hold, on hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Get right to the point. Let, let's let's frame this anti-geek out for a minute. So I'm afraid. Um if if you've been following our Instagram account, if you've been following our Twitter account, um, if you look at one of the past episodes, which Jose he did a quick slice on, we are going crazy over Dragon Ball Super Bro. Hey everybody at this table has seen it. So I yeah. think everybody at this table and has I loved it. Out. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Multiple okay. times I've seen it. No, no, no. So, no, no, not Broly. Listen, I'm wearing a Broly yeah, yeah, yeah. shirt right now, so <laughs> it's not it's not an anti geek I'll, I'll, I'll get Broly. up and leave if you say something bad. No, no, Dragon listen. Yeah. Broly is my favorite <laughs> yeah. character in the Dragon Ball universe. I have the movies on digital. I have it on DVD. I've seen it like a billion times. <laughs> when this thing comes out on Blu-ray and, and digital, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to watch it a billion times, yeah. right? Just to hear Broly laugh that one time. Exactly. Yeah. We brought it back. And so, just once. Just once. But it worked. This anti-geek out <laughs> is brought to you by Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. To the Okay, so. My ears are burning. Me and Elias had decided, you know what, we're, since since Broly is in the zeitgeist of, of everybody's consciousness right now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. We figured it'd be kind of fun to do some counter-programming, right? And so we decided last weekend that we were going to watch Dragon Ball Evolution and do a quick slice on it. Now, let me just let you know, we checked to see if this movie was on Netflix. It's not. We checked to see if it's on Hulu and Amazon Prime. It's not. Nope. I checked Tubi TV, Crackle, um, Stars, HBO, Cinemax. It's not. Where did you so, find it in a dumpster? Like, <laughs> well, this is what we had to That's do. where it should be. I mean, and and before I go on, I want to do a moment of silence for the four dollars that I used to rent the movie. Oh man! Okay, so let's let's yeah. have a moment of silence oh, for those four dollars. And then you went into the dumpster, basically. You know, um, you will be missed, right? So we saw Dragon Ball Evolution. We started the quick slice on Dragon Ball Evolution. We did, what, 20 minutes of it? Yep. Dragon Ball Evolution sucked the life out of us so much <laughs> that we could not release that quick slice because we did not have one single thing to say about the movie positive. Well, actually, no, we do because we got through it and it ended. That was positive, <laughs> yeah. right? Positive. That was the positive. There's an ending. Yeah. So, so there you go. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So just know that in the annals of our computers, there is a quick slice that you will never see, <laughs> a quick slice that you will never hear, a quick slice. This is a public service from us to you that you never hear about Dragon Ball Evolution ever again. The rocket okay? slice. Um, we did a rating for it, right? <coughs> We yeah. used the Dragon Ball tracker. Zero out of seven. Zero out of seven Dragon Balls. No, 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 wait, wait. That was wrong. Negative seven out of seven. <laughs> there you go. Seven yeah, out of seven. Okay. That's well, better. just as an aside, you, you can see that on IMDb, it's a 2.6 out of 10. Who gave it, it 2.6? 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
And but 40, not even the cast could have voted that. 45% on Metacritic. I'm actually surprised. That seems high. You know what? On but, on but, one five. But one five. Here's the thing. One five percent. Here's the thing. That's still more than it. Oh, I mean, yeah. I saw it and it was absolutely atrocious. And 20% on Google. Those 45% of people that said that it was kind of positive, they don't know what Dragon Ball is. Yeah. Probably. Man. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Because if you, if you t strip Dragon Ball out of it, it's a competent movie. You throw the brand of Dragon Ball on it, and it burns. It burn. It goes down in flames. Yeah, because you I mean it's it's apparently it's like a British American Hong Kong hybrid, like produced oh, by all three horrible. of them. Yeah, so it, it could be like really a Hong Kong action movie if you didn't have the Dragon Ball stuff. It right? is. It is horrible. It's like a it's like a, it's like it a boot loop, bootleg ripoff. It seems like it is so Piccolo, loosely based. Yeah, Piccolo looks like a scrub. Yeah. yeah, and I've it's 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 um Spike from Buffy. Really? Oh, yeah. yes, wow. that's him. Under all this makeup, under all of that makeup, wow, it is horrendous. That's too bad. He's not a bad actor for this kind of. Grandpa thing. Gohan is in it. It's terrible, right? Wow. Grandpa Gohan is in it, and Master Roshi is Chow Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah, and something that, that I'm having it's a little shameful. trouble processing it's in my young. mind. It's too young. It's the fact that Roshi trained Gohan, but meanwhile Roshi is younger. Oh dear God. <laughs> That, it's just okay. You know what? I think we've spent enough time on yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. The better. Um, Elias, what have you been really geeking out over? Tell us something that's good this week. Yeah, um, yeah. elevate my mood, please. <laughs> this one depressed him. <laughs> what so, is it? Mm -hmm. so uh, a couple of weeks ago, well, not too long ago, like two and a half weeks ago, uh, Young Pinch released a new song called Nightmares. Mm -hmm. And it's a collab with Little Skies. Um, to be honest, it's a pretty good song. It's really catchy. There's not much to say about it. It's pretty good. What type of what type of music is it? Trap. There trap. you go. Trap rap. Yeah. Trap. 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 Right. trap rap. Yeah. And Young pinch. It's a trap. Yeah, and it's a pretty good song. It's a trap. All right. And then I like how it's I like how the cover of the album is like him and like there are like five different swords like in his back and that's just like that's that's just really violent actually. <laughs> Never mind. it's really violent and super cool yeah as violent as punisher though and little skies yeah. is one of your favorite um artists uh, right yeah aaron's too okay uh, all right so asap's too no. um so uh there was an event today called Called the Marshmallow Skin Showtime event, where um, for what for what is it? Fortnite. Fortnite, of uh, course. So yeah. they they Here's released your addiction again. Yeah. <laughs> they released challenges for the marshmallow uh, skin. Mm -hmm. You you had to buy the marshmallow skin and the glider with V bucks, uh, two thousand V bucks, and there were challenges for the pickaxe, uh, graffiti. Um, and I believe it was, uh, uh an emo. This for this marshmallow skin looks a little bit like Rorschach from, uh, from Watchmen. Uh, let me take it out, check it out, no? Yeah. Like that, that marshmallow yeah. head? It's a little bit like, yeah. a little bit like the Rorschach mask. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Rorschach mask is more like random, but kind of looks like that. Yeah, it's basically. It's, it's Rorschach on the marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's based off a, um... A famous person, a DJ, um, he's basically a marshmallow. That's exactly what he looks like. Um, oh, so, this is a real person. Okay. Yeah. His face is 
his face has been revealed, but it's it was before it was revealed, it was very mysterious. Nobody knew who he was. It was he was just a DJ. He's like the Banksy of oh, DJ. Okay. Apparently, his marshmallow hat lights up too. Yeah, it does. In different colors. Yeah, it's like a digital display. And so they <laughs> just they they did this um event dedicated to him. Okay. But my friend, the most evasive face that will ever win the evasive face challenge is the Master Chief. I'm Master sorry. Chief. Oh, yeah. They yeah, will yeah. never show his face, right. and it is so annoying. If they do, yeah. I feel like I they, they never do. Stop playing I hope Halo. they never do. Yeah, I feel like people would be like, you know what, I'm done with Halo. Actually, no, 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 no. That's wrong. You know, yeah. that's wrong. They did. What did they? They showed when they showed his origin story. <laughs> okay, see. but in game, it still counts. You have a picture. Okay. It does count because it showed him like from you know childhood, teenager, and oh. a very young adult. So, and they show like when he went into the deep freeze. They do have uh, a game, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That does count. That does so count. we gotta we gotta retract that one. Let's <laughs> yeah, bring it no, back, dude. Let's bring it back. You know, what, we don't, but we don't know what he looks like after nah. all the battles. So yes. we'll give it that. So he could be so all scarred know, up yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> He's like a Mexican wrestler. He has to keep the mask on yeah. all the time, or else it won't show present. Master Chief, so and it still stands. And All right, right. isn't this supposed to be like a TV Stick show or something that. like that? Or it was rumored that there's there's been a TV show in the works. I yeah, I, I be, saw but those, but it it's never happened. I haven't seen anything about it since. And there was a movie with the guy from well, there District was, there Nine. Was, there was a there he was is, attached to it. There was something on. There is something on Netflix that's a live action. Yeah, right, with that's, uh, that's Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah. Right. yeah. Here's a, I don't know how Nightfall, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, Nightfall. Yeah. That's something from, from November of 2018. Uh, yeah, there is a, I believe, for quick. HBO. Showtime. Showtime. Right, it's going to be on Showtime. Yeah. It's going to be Master Chief's Live. Uh, let's see And here. they had a, a movie rumored for, like, years, and... There was yeah, the, that's, that's what they turned District yeah. 9 into. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. District 9 turned into... You guys know the story Halo turned into District 9. Shoot. So, like, Peter Jackson oh. and uh, Neil Blomkamp. Yes, mm-hmm. which is a director. Mm-hmm. Um, they have put the money behind, including, and Microsoft had put $20 million into uh, production to do like test work. Oh. And Neil created everything. Yeah, which he, he had, did, he he did had almost three, done, right? Well, no, no, no. He did three five oh, minute cross. short films, mm-hmm. okay, as kind of like this is what uh, this is what it would look like. And if you've seen them, they look amazing. Is that, okay? is that the one that they used in the ad campaign? Where they use some of the footage for the ad campaign, yeah, yeah oh, I think but not I, the whole I, film, but not the whole film. Right. But like the three films are amazing, mm-hmm. and it's it's true to Halo. However, it was being shot to Fox, and Fox didn't like it. They didn't. They felt that it needed to be a little bit more blockbustery, more commercial, more Hollywood. And and Neil's take on it was very gritty, which is what it's meant to be, war zone like, and he mm-hmm. wanted to do everything in South Africa, like all his other films, mm-hmm. because he wants to like that's what. A war and torn country will look like. That makes and sense. And he wanted to keep that. And they kind of fell out. Peter Jackson came out. You know, uh, Microsoft wasn't in the movie business, so there was nothing there. He turned all that, all the props that he was developing into District mm-hmm. Nine, and all the subsequent movies from there. Because since then, he's still using the technology, the props, That's and the true. design Chappie. for all of his movies. Chappie, Chappie was amazing. That was yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you look at the, if you look at the the aircrafts in. Uh, in Chappie, in um, uh, Elysium, okay. Those are movies. Those are movies that still use the like the Pelican from mm-hmm. that, from yeah. Halo is in Elysium. That's so true. I didn't. I yeah. didn't even realize mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I think yeah. I made a comment on it one time yeah. actually. 
So I got to rewatch that movie. Stuff together. You might as yeah. well put it to good use. So sort of in one right. way, the fact that like the the Halo movie died, it's a good thing because they brought gave us, us three movies. Yeah, it gave us those three movies that are like are very unique. They look amazing. And, and, yeah, I happen yeah. to like District Nine. Oh, I love District Nine. Yeah, me too. That District was a really like, awesome find when I finally yeah, saw it. Exactly. I had some such good things about it, and then I finally yeah. saw it. I was blown away. Um, and yeah, it does. It did seem a lot like Halo Tech, but I always say at the end of the movie, it felt like Gears of War, where people started blowing up and stuff like that. I was like, okay, these are like Gears of War weapons, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the the geek out from you, sir. So what's your geek out, Wolfie? Uh, actually, I have a couple things that I've been geeking out about. Uh, um, I kind of have like a very spotty schedule, so I don't get a chance to like really kind of like dive into a lot of things. So I look for like. Things that like are very quick to digest, right? Uh, one of those main things is uh, Mega Man 11. So it's the most recent, the last Mega Man that has come out. Um, super fresh, super cool. It's kind of like uh, throwing it back to the old school platformer days of Mega Man. And I forgot how difficult Mega Man is. Yeah. <laughs> and Mega Man 11 is yeah. so difficult. It's, I don't know, maybe I'm just like, too old now and like, I can't figure out these puzzles but <laughs> like, my fingers don't have the timing from you know whatever it is but I'm like you know a couple times I had to put down my switch because I was about to throw it to you know against the wall <laughs> you know it's uh, I haven't had I haven't had frustrations like that since uh uh probably probably playing Halo 3 online oh. <laughs> when I have thrown my controller against oh. the wall <laughs> I bought about three or four different controllers after that during that time, um, and everything. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I'm geeking out about is a uh, really fun, really cool, like uh, little kind of like twelve. I think it's twelve episode anime called uh, "The Devil Is a Part Timer." Hmm. Ooh, okay. Oh, so yeah. yeah, so it's it's a it's a fun little show. Uh, so it's a you know has really cool artwork and whatnot. But the premise behind it is that the devil is in this. You know, obviously a holy war with uh, the angels of heaven, and they're yeah. fighting in this other realm uh, for control of earth okay. and all the souls. Uh, but a wormhole opens up, and the devil gets accidentally thrown into the actual realm of earth. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now he does. Now, unbeknownst to them, they don't actually know what to do. Like on Earth, they don't know what Earth is. They just know they just want the souls, right? So mm-hmm. he wants to control and take over Earth. Oh, wow. Now, his actual powers aren't working on Earth. <laughs> so he can't use his powers to take over all the souls. So he figures out that the best, he needs to investigate how to take over the world. And he realizes that in order to take over the world, he needs to like be the president of a big corporation. Because corporations rule the world. Okay. So he decides to get a job at basically at McDonald's. <laughs> he gets a part-time job at McDonald's. He wants to be the best employee so he can rise the ranks to become manager and somehow take over. So in trying to take over the world in his dastardly ways, he wants to be the best employee. He comes on time. He cleans properly. He provides the best customer service. And he wants to be the best boss. And that's kind of, like, the interesting angle behind it. So, like, in trying to be a dastardly, you know, <laughs> overruler, oh, I guess, man. he becomes the nicest guy ever. So Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Exactly. <laughs> what is your name, sir? I'm the devil, as you can see on my name It's tag. the funniest thing ever, you know. So, 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 so where, like, where did you watch that? Uh, Hulu, 
Yeah, it was on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, and it's like a dub. So it's dub. Hulu actually has a really robust anime. Yeah, they have a lot of anime on there. You know, really good anime. So, highly recommend that anime for anybody that wants to even just get into anime. Very innocent. You know, there's a ton of stuff out there that, you know, isn't for everybody. But this one is a great anime to introduce to people the whole culture of anime, the, 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 the comedy, the artwork, and, you know, the mixture of the human realms and fantasy and that sort of stuff. So, no, we yeah, definitely yeah. have to check it out then. This is interesting. You piqued my interest. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think you'll love it. You'll love it. Especially, you know what? And it's funny because the reason I looked it up is because after every time I watch something like Attack on Titan, yeah, yeah. which is really like dramatic it's and intense, it's like super know, intense, as soon as I'm done, I need to look up something very light to kind of bring <laughs> my mood back. And that's that's kind of my whole thing. I'll watch like something super heavy and gruesome or whatever, then get something super lighthearted. And this is like on my top 10. You know, anime. So I hadn't even heard about this. This is something yeah, that sounds yeah. like it's pretty cool. You know what that out. reminds me of? That reminds me of it's like you, you know that show I used to watch, Lucifer. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like that and Preacher put together. Oh yeah, oh, man. man. So, yeah. Preacher is way out there. You know, Preacher is over the so. top. Which is a little more nuts and a little more violent, I hear. Than the, yeah, a little you know, bonkers and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. There's one different. more thing that I'm geeking out about. Uh, again, like these are all things that like digest, or you know, uh, like again, Mega Man, small, quick stages, the anime, just 22 minute episode, and you know, back to work and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this YouTube channel that I've been following for a while, uh, Wisecrack. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. So they're cool because they put out a lot of videos on current media in a very cool fashion, but they use, they, they go through philosophical explanations or uh, dissections of that stuff, you know, so on, on things like movies, anime, comic book characters and that sort of stuff. So like I was really binging on like their philosophical take on, for example, the philosophy of the Joker and they go into like why he is the way that he is and why he does it. And they use, uh, you know, philosophers old and new mm-hmm. and their teachings to describe exactly and tie in exactly what the character is going through, why they are who they are, or, you know, things like uh, uh, they have like another series called um, uh, What Went Wrong. And they, for example, I mean, the last one that I saw was What Went Wrong with Justice League of America. There's a lot that went oh, wrong. Yeah, I I saw that one. That one. So, I you know, I, I, I love it. It's really cool, uh, especially when I want to get some sort of like articulate explanation of the cool things that I like to watch, or at least what I thought would be cool. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so. That reminded me of, I don't think this, I don't know if this was philosophy of wisecrack, but I think I sent this to you a couple of years ago, the philosophy of, um, what's it, what's her name from um, Knights of the Old Republic 2, the, the main antagonist. There's a video that I sent oh, you. Christ it was like an hour and a half long documentary about mm-hmm. like her philosophy and mm-hmm. how it's like the yeah. deconstruction of Star oh, Wars. If you if you if you want to watch something interesting, you should definitely check it out, especially if you played the Knights of the Old Republic games. Yes. So also speaking on that, mm-hmm. one that I haven't seen yet that I was planning on watching tonight is they have an episode of What Went Wrong mm-hmm. with uh, Star Wars in the Disney under under Disney. Oh lord! So, <laughs> that, that would be a good one to watch. I'm waiting for it. I think so, I think we have to watch that one with ASAP Balrog. Yeah. Because um, he's he's yeah maybe one of the, we can do like watch it man. and then. I think I yeah. think we definitely need to do that with him because he's feeling a little betrayed by Disney with what they did with Star Wars Theory and the Vader fan film. Yeah. So um, yeah, he unfortunately could not make this podcast. But on our next 
probably on the next one or maybe two podcasts from now, uh, he'll join us. So for Star I think, Wars craziness, I think we definitely have to watch that with him. Yeah, movie night. So yep, absolutely. Yep. That sounds perfect. Yep. Sounds perfect. Check it out. So we're jumping right into our sports news segments of the week, and uh, the New Yorkers in the crowd. Some of us are Knicks fans, I guess, even though that's really hard to do these days. Yeah. Uh, well, since the 90s, I would say at least. 1999 was the last time they went to the finals, right? I believe so. Um, random aside, but like I've been a Knicks fan for many, many years, but I have probably been less of a satisfied Knicks fan. Everything I think was... Was it 96 when they made the finals against the Rockets, I believe? 94. 94. That was yeah, the, was the John Starks was 14. game yeah. six. I, w- I, remember, I remember crying when they lost those games. That's how broken up I was. The behind. 90s were good, man. The 90s were good. Xavier McDaniel, Charles Oakley. Anthony Mason, Anthony still one of my Mason. favorite players ever just because he was all effort yep. every game. He wasn't the best player out there. But he always played really hard. I mean, rest in peace, man. Now I remember thinking about it. He passed away a few years ago, yeah. which sucks. He used to get uh, his haircut actually, and in in not far from where we grew up, yep. on that barbershop over there. Sure but that. getting to the the current Knicks news, uh, the Knicks recently traded away their big franchise player, Kristaps Porzingis, and big blockbuster too. The world is very divided on whether or not this trade was a good trade or not. Uh, good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah, he didn't want to be exactly. here. He didn't want to be here. He didn't want to be here. That's the number one opinion that I hear a lot, basically. If the guy doesn't want to be here, then what the heck is the yeah. point of him being here? Well, it's funny because he had the meeting in the morning, and by the afternoon, he was gone. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, that was the quickest, quickest turnaround of, like, you know what? You need to get out of here. That must have been the first thing he said. They were like, what do you think about this team? I want out. Like, they well, were like, I mean, okay. the thing is that I think that, that he, or at least management, have voiced their opinions on uh, possibly trading him about a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when he missed that practice or missed the, the team meeting, I think it was. Yeah, he missed the team meeting. He, uh, he, he, he missed the team yet. meeting. He didn't apologize for it. He just said, like, I don't need to be there. And management was like, we're not going to stand for this. And if we have to trade you, we'll trade you. You know, then nothing else was heard from there. But I guarantee that there was backroom communication about, yeah. about that. You know, it, doesn't look, it doesn't look new. It doesn't look like they had a good relationship and stuff. Oh, so, you know, plus you figure for a trade to happen that quick, there had to have been back like like back channel conversations going on. Like you yeah. said, yeah. for a long time before this actually happened, they're probably like, okay, you don't want to be with the team anymore. We'll make a few phone calls. They, they probably made a deal like right right, just show up. We'll be working on getting you to where you want to go or whatever. We'll make the best deal possible. Mm-hmm. Just show up and do your job. Yeah. You know, that's probably what happened, okay. which is why he was quiet and he was still putting up the numbers and he was still playing good. Well, no, you know? he, hasn't, he hasn't been playing for a while. He's got the, uh, what is it, the Achilles tendon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, before yeah, that. Of course. Oh, I'm yeah. Saying no, before that. Oh, you're talking about back then? Yeah. I'm talking Absolutely. About yeah. Listen, you know, because otherwise he would have been voicing his opinion more and more and more. But, mm-hmm. you know, everything just went quiet and then out of nowhere he's being traded. Well, it's funny because right after he traded, he put out that, that little Instagram post and he says the truth will be revealed or something like that. Something's <laughs> out of fact. So yeah, there's, there's, some, how there's everything something went down. You don't need all that you drama, know? man. Like the Knicks are, are such a big market team. Like I feel like when you have a player who's going to cause that kind of drama, that kind of locker room issues, you know, talking about how he doesn't want to play with the team, that's not really the guy that you need on this franchise. You don't need a big blockbuster star. But you know what, too? Like the other aspect about that is that like, I feel like that is kind of like the Knicks story. Or maybe is. that's like, I, that's I, feel, why like I, feel, I, I feel like that's a New York sports team story. I think like when it comes to 
you know, I mean, the, uh, the, the God's gift, the New York Yankees. Okay? Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> sports. Great yes. You know, sports. like they have to deal with like Fight all their well. drama too. As soon as somebody comes from another team into New York, all of a sudden there's locker room drama always, you know what I mean? It's just, some people can deal with the pressures of New York. Some people can't. Most yeah, can't, you know, and most want out as soon as possible. Like, remember when Randy Johnson was over here at the, with the Yankees? See, but, like, that is the New York story, no, but, like, I, I joked about it, but I feel like that's actually when New York fails, because if you look at when the Yankees tried to, like, really, after they had all their championships in the 90s, all they did was sign blockbuster players. All Jack they did Clark. Was Steve Gary Balboni, Sheffields and your Jason Giambi's guys that were like past well, their prime. But, but, but that was a different time, regime, right? That was a different regime because remember George Steinbrenner was still around, and yeah. his influence on that team was so great. Right, right. There was no general manager, really. But, like, that's yeah, that's my, my point is less that than like you could see how unsuccessful that model was compared to like yeah, there were a few superstar players on the Yankees in the nineties, but like you had your role players that just yeah, filled in that, their roles properly. You had. Young farm you know, players, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, they they filled their roles, and they, nobody was trying to be Mariano Duncan at second. We played yeah. today. We win today. That's it. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. we had those guys, you know, and they were good, big personalities. But like, even when you look at the Yankees when they won in the late two thousands, uh, you have personalities like, oh man, I can't, I cannot even remember his name right now. I feel terrible. But the guy that played first base, always Pino smiling. Martinez? No, no, no. Oh. This was the, this was in the two thousands. Um, oh. Oh, Jack and he's Hart? played for the White Sox, and I can't recall what his name is right now. Oh, man. But um, you, you know who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Oh, Yankee gosh. fans out there know who I'm talking about. We're not even supposed to be talking about the Yankees, though, but regardless <laughs> of that. Like, New York sports. New that's, York sports. It's New York sports, but like I feel like the, the teams do better when when they have somebody that can manage the Eagles. That's why Joe Torre was so successful with those Yankees at that time. Yeah, no. But that said. Let's look at this trade. So. Um, yes. Porzingis is gone. Mm-hmm. Tim Hardaway Jr. is gone. Trey Beckett, Trey Burke is gone. Courtney Lee is gone. And in return, we get Dennis Smith Jr., mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan, mm-hmm. and Wesley Matthews. And we get two first-round picks. Which is great. Now, the, the first pick is a 2021 unprotected pick. Mm-hmm. So if, for whatever reason, Dallas gets in the lottery, guess what? We have a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. The twenty, the second one is a 2023 protected top 10 pick. So if the pick falls anywhere in the top 10, it reverts back to Dallas. Okay. Anything 11 and above stays with the next. Okay. So out of these players on the Knicks side, Dennis Smith Jr. is probably the only guy that's going to stay here because you got DeAndre Jordan. He's an expiring contract. You got Wesley Matthews. He's an expiring contract. Mm-hmm. And the thing, what what this does for the Knicks is it jumps them to the top of the line in terms of cap space. Mm-hmm. Which because, is the big thing. That's what people are really excited about. You're looking at this upcoming free agency, they have $74.5 million of cap space to use, which is the highest of anybody. Mm-hmm. Which, that easily gets them two which, max players. And the one that they're looking at, the biggest one that they're looking at. They have, they're looking at Kevin Durant. Basically, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mr. Basketball. That guy is like, to me, as good as LeBron is. That's right. I think that he's, he's. I think we talked about this before. Maybe maybe it was somebody else that had this conversation. But Kevin Durant is the prototypical basketball player with that, with that wingspan. I think uh, Asa Balrog was the one. I believe, yeah, right? I believe that we discussed he, that with him. He was pushing him. it. He was pushing him at that time for MVP. He's like the Michael Phelps of basketball. Like he, he's built for this sport. So the the interesting thing is that Durant, 
for all this time he's been over at Golden State, he's been he's been signing these like one long, very short term deals. Mm -hmm. He's not getting paid. He's done. He wants to get paid. Mm -hmm. Listen, New York's got the money for it, and he has somewhat expressed an interest, right? The other guy that they're thinking about looking at, and he's kind of been putting some some things out there, which is a difference from what he was talking about at the beginning of the season, mm -hmm. is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving at the beginning of the season, he said he's all about Boston. Now, you listen to him, not so much. Well, he said, like, ask me again too. in July 1st. Exactly. You know? So, not so much, right? So, think about it this way. You've got all this cap space, right? You've got the possibility of getting Durant and Irving here. You at least have a top three pick in this upcoming draft. Mm -hmm. That includes Zion Williamson mm -hmm. from Duke. You put those three players together, you and, have you have, and you have you Kevin Knox, who they got from last year, who's not a superstar, right? But he seems to be a very good player. You got a team there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long as you put the right role players around. Exactly. That's, that's the it. thing. All right. So now the flip side about this, right, is that we're talking about Knicks management. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. It's like Jets management. Exactly. Oh, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're Jets fans, so we know. Yes. Not all of us. Hey, not, not all of us. Not, not all of us. No, we got a Giants fan. I have to preface that. You know? I'm sorry. I apologize to the Giants fans in the room. <laughs> the one Giants fan in the room. Some of us <laughs> like having Super Bowl rings. Okay. Hey, we started the whole thing back in '69. We had the guarantee. So I can't, I can't fault you because you guys beat up on the Patriots. So yes, we, we do, we do appreciate. It. I guess, I guess everybody can agree. On the Patriots, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But going back to Kyrie, though, real quick, mm -hmm. what's the uh, over under that he comes to New York? I say, I think he, I think, I think a there's a good chance. I, I really don't. I would say, it's but, a 60, but 40 chance. it's contingent. On Durant being here, if he comes here, I think if I Durant comes in, here. Durant being here, I I think so because you know what? Who else are you gonna? Durant is the big prize, right? If you can't convince Durant to come to New York to play in the mecca of basketball, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. know what I'm I saying? think so. The thing is, number you one, you can't win with so one superstar. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But see, here's the thing. My take on it is that Kyrie is still looking for a place that he's the superstar. Which is why he left in the first place. He's probably wasn't the superstar. But right, but hold on. Look, okay. That being said, though, isn't it ironic that he made a public apology, or at least announced that he made a public like apology to LeBron James the week before he stated that? Ask me again in July first. So you, so you think he's heading to LA? I think possibly. He's already played play, play with LeBron. They know how to work together. He ironed out their their differences. They'll find a way to make it happen if that's if that's what they want LeBron to do. LeBron is currently he is magic isn't doing anything. LeBron's the one calling the shots over there. So, yeah, it's, you it's know, true. Uh, See, you're breaking my heart already now. You know. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, like, as a, Nick fan, as, as a Nick fan, yeah. as a Nick fan, like right. I want Kyrie. Like just when like LeBron was making his announcement on where he's going, yeah, I was like, amazing if he would come to the Knicks. Is it reality though? I highly yeah. doubt it. You and, know? And, like I think the Knicks are too. They need to focus on like just farming. Their picks. They've been too know? dysfunctional the past couple of years. Yeah. But well, the last, actually, the last decade. decade. Yeah, More exactly. than the last two decades. They're, they're not trying to build a team. Over the last since Starbirds. I mean, they're just Star trying to, they're just yeah. building collections of players that can't really play as a functional unit. But here's the thing that's what it's been You're in New York years. City. So, as an organization, as much as they care, they don't care at the same time. Yeah. Those stadium seats are still getting full. Exactly. Because it's New York. Yep. That's why it doesn't matter. It's mm -hmm. unfortunate. You know, that's a hundred percent true. I've said that in the past as well. Like, so this is this is a bold move for them because much. Porzingis 
if healthy can be can be a Durant type of player mm-hmm. if he's healthy and if he's got his head in the game. Um, so if they traded him away and they get nothing for it, boy, those those That's seats that you're talking about in in Madison Square Garden are still gonna be full because of tourists. Mm, well, That's true, why they get true. Yeah, but, it's like Yankee but the games, fans yeah. will turn oh, on yeah, them. I, I, actually, I don't know. The fans will turn. I'm a fan. I crap on the Knicks all the time, Somehow but I'm always going to root for them in the game. True, you know True. that's the curse of being a New York sports fan. You know, I, I mean, I look at you, it. Jets guys. I feel it. Much. Listen, every, every Sunday at one o'clock, I have a date a date with Destiny with the Jets, and every every four o'clock. I'm always moping for the rest of the day. So, you know what I'm saying? That's how it is. It's like, it's an hour, so hard, hard to be a New York fan. Like, honestly, like, it used to be, like, in the 90s. Like, the yeah, that's true. Well, well I think it's kind of like your anime thing, dude. It's like yeah. you have the crappy teams, but you always have the Yankees yeah, to make you feel better. Yankees, you know? <laughs> you know? But it is one of those things, though, too. Like, if you – it's weird because, like, in the 90s when we were on, we had a pretty good Knicks squad. Yeah. The Rangers. Giants were good. The, the the Jets, but that's the thing. The the Rangers, uh, they weren't. I mean, they were good, but not in the tail in the nineties. Yeah, well, they no, were ninety four, but and then but in 90, the early two thousand ninety four, ninety four solved it for everything. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. that was that was that was what fifty years in, in the making. But it's like flip now, years. though. It's flip now. Like, yeah, the, the the Rangers and hockey. It's like hey, listen, the championship only lasts so long, right? You know. That high only lasts for, for so long and stuff. Yeah, and the Rangers are just a slightly better version of the of a Jets franchise, to be perfectly honest. They yeah. do have their There's only one team that for years and years. Championship is forever. The most winningest team in all of sports. Yeah. Let's say it one more time. Yankees. The Yankees. Yankees. Okay. Not to be confused with the Mets. But <laughs> so that's the opinion that I have of that. And let's see. What are we moving on to, gentlemen? So yeah, w- there's a, a little game this weekend that's going on. Um, Pretty special game, just a little one. Yeah, just, you, just you might have heard of it. Kind of important. Yeah, just a little bit. Relatively right. popular. Uh, it is called um, Super Bowl Thirty Five. Right? Super something, right? Yeah, that's Super Bowl Thirty Five. Right? Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. And our pugilists, the guys that are that are going to be playing the game. That's a fancy old timey word. There you go. You know. <laughs> so, uh, what what is it? Marks by Queensberry rules and stuff yeah. like that, right? <laughs> Bare knuckle boxing. There you go. Yeah, I wish you guys could see this. We have a boxing fist right now. So this weekend <laughs> we have the Los Angeles Rams, no longer the St. Louis Rams, mm-hmm. playing against which St. Louis is broken up about. I'm sure. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> they're a big sports town, but anyway, and uh, they're playing against a little team called the New England Patriots. Ooh. 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 <laughs> Patriots suck. But, Deflate gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we're impartial here. We're impartial, right? So Definitely. yeah, yeah, totally, totally impartial. Totally impartial. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Break a leg, Brady. Most impartial crew you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah. Screw the Patriots. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna break it down a little bit and see what we think is gonna happen on this Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Okay. So, so start us off, Jose. Uh, what do you think? I've got I thoughts. have to say this again because I don't think anybody's going to believe us and nobody's going to believe us anyway, but we're trying to be as neutral as we possibly can with this. No, Charles. Um, Staying out of this conversation. <laughs> no, 
And like to be perfectly honest, I'm the type of sports fan that if my team is not in it, I actually really don't care that much enough to hate on another team. So unless it's the Patriots, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah to a certain extent. But I, I, I don't care that much. I really don't want the Patriots to win. But if they do, it's like, what the hell are you gonna do? And like. At the same time, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship with Tom Brady because you have to acknowledge that he is a good quarterback, even though that is true. There have been some, let's say, iffy moments again, like the aforementioned Deflate uh, Gate and Spy Gate and all that stuff. So, sure, he cheats, but at the same time, the man has talent. Yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah just put an asterisk thing. behind him. I'll be happy if they do that. Yeah, <coughs> and you know he has TB12 and all that. So exactly, that makes you a hell of a lot better, I guess. But in trying to be as neutral as possible, I believe the Rams are going to win. And it's hard to be neutral because we're Jets fans. Yeah, right? it is you hard. And, to be you neutral. and I are Jets fans. And we see him twice a year. Yeah. And he antagonizes us twice a year. I just year, want to right? punch his stupid face every time I see him, man. Every yeah. time I see him. But no, like, like I said, even saying all that, I still think the Rams are going to win. And it's mainly because I don't think the Patriots have the defense to beat the Rams. The Rams are a great offensive team. Uh, I believe they're short a couple of their big players, but even even with that detail, I don't think the Patriots have the defense to beat the Rams. The only thing I will say is that the way that the Patriots often win in these situations is game planning, i.e. cheating. No, no, no. Seriously, seriously. I'm, I'm trying to be neutral, guys. I swear. Belichick is a mastermind. But he does know how to game plan against well, yes, why he cheats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who else will come up with the play game? You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't who that would think of Brady? such a strategy? That was on Brady. Yeah. That was on Brady. Spygate was on was on Belichick. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So. But I mean, if anything, Deflate Gate was probably with like the Emperor's like approval, yeah. basically. <laughs> you know, the the hooded Emperor probably was like, that, you know what, I, you can do that. It's so okay. I kind of want to challenge that. Okay. Because God, this sucks. I can't <laughs> believe I, I'm even thinking these thoughts, but I think that the Patriots will win. Oh, why okay. do you say that? Why do you say that? What do you think? Experience in Tom Brady. You know, they may not have the, yeah. the defensive line. Um, it's it's tough to root against like the, them. The, offensive, the offensive line, rather. They may not have the offensive line, but does do the Rams have the experience to outplay someone like Tom Brady that can judge how good his offensive line is? I mean, how many times have we seen That's Tom true. Brady actually, you know, have like a fit or go off on his offensive line. No, like when stuff when when crap happens, he just he he adapts. You know, so wait. and that's the thing. That's a, it, it's the X factor of Tom Brady and his adaptability, plus the experience of how many times he's been there over the Rams. I, I totally agree. And yeah. you know what? How many times in the last couple of years have we've heard that yeah. this is the Patriots' yeah. end, right? Can somebody get me a glass of bleach so I can clean my, my tongue? <laughs> I want to wash my mouth out real quick. So, so let's take a look at the numbers here. The Patriots' defense, they are 21st in the league in terms of yards per game, right? And key stat, the passing the passing defense, they're, they are 22nd in the league, mm-hmm. which is key because, you know what? You look at the Rams. They have a great passing they offense. They have a great passing offense. You have Goff here. Goff had career highs in completion percentage. He had career highs in yards, touchdowns, yards per attempt, quarterback rating brandon cook and robert woods are two of his receivers they both went over 1200 yards this year todd Gurley is an all-star first first team Mm all-star so you look at that right you look at you look at how the two teams play and the patriots very dependent on on brady right and the thing 
that you notice about how you defend Brady, you got to make him uncomfortable in the pocket, right? Yes. And there was a point when Rex Ryan was a jet, the jet coach, right? Where he did a very good job of making Brady uncomfortable in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And those were always close games. Brady is not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not um he's not that type of quarterback that like can more, more mobile quarterback right. outside the pocket quarterback. Right? He needs to be in the pocket. He needs to have a good pocket. And you've the got to have a good solution for that. Well, yeah. A certain not. player who is <laughs> happened to be the defensive player of the year. Well, they have two. You look at because they have an Aaron Donald. Yeah. Freaking nature that guy. And and Dominican Sue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in Dominican Sue, it looks like he's he's flipped the switch in January mm-hmm. because he's playing out of his mind. So you know that they're going to game plan for Aaron Donald. They're probably going to double and triple team him. But what does oh, that do? Play. That frees up Sue. That frees up Sue. Big time. And if they can get to him, and the Rams, they play a 3-4 defense. If they can get to and they love, this is their, their how they play the Rams. They play a 3-4 defense. Mm-hmm. They send five. And they play man. Yeah. Okay? That's how they play. Which And Brady, Brady tears up the zone a heck of a lot more than he tears up man and, defenses. And it's, it's interesting because the, that Rams, too, the Rams this year had to go to zone because their main their main corner, uh, Akil Talib, mm-hmm. I believe is his name? Akib Talib. Akib Talib. He got hurt, so they were forced to go into zone. Right? Mm-hmm. But now he's back. He's healthy. Mm-hmm. They're going to go back to playing the way that they play. I think that works in their favor. If... Aaron Donald can get there. If Sue can get there, if they can make Brady sweat, I think they have a chance. The other key for me is making sure that Gurley gets 100. If Gurley gets 100, I guarantee you the Rams win this game. The reason why, they're very good with play action. You can't make a guarantee against Tony. I, I, Tony, I under, okay, that's that's true. That's you know true. Is, I say Tony and Tom because so I both Romo and Brady are on the same level. <laughs> so as, as a Giants fan, as a Giants. So okay, nobody, so, nobody does commentary like Tony Romo, man. I'll I'll <laughs> take back the John the Joe Namath guarantee. You know what I'm saying? I'll do the Patrick Ewing guarantee. It is a strong <laughs> suggestion you know, that that would happen. I think if Gurley goes over a hundred. I think the Rams have a very good chance of winning because that means that opens up the passing game for them. You saw that Monday night game with them and the Chiefs where they scored that it was a it was it was basically a touchdown every time they got they got the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Brady can do that at this age. But the thing is, you know how they react though. Go ahead. Yeah, the thing is. The Rams got to come out, and they got to come out quick because if you keep it close at the end of the game, then you know what you're 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 right into Brady's area of expertise right there. The Rams have to be very cautious, in my opinion, with that approach too, though, because if you start blitzing relatively heavy, and yeah, they're just sending five, and I understand that, but man, defense is one of the, one of the things that the Patriots have. Even though they're better at beating the zone, they do have at least one player that is fantastic against the man defense, and that's Gronkowski. So if Gronkowski gets gets isolated a lot. He can get those quick passes from Tom Brady that are his stock in trade, 
And that can actually be a big problem for the Rams, I think. No, so I, that's I agree. They have to be very careful Listen, about. Gronk is a problem for everybody, but Gronk, is. Gronk isn't what Gronk is, was before. He's not, right? which is why I was going to mention, too, and this was a fun moment for us Jets fans earlier in the season <laughs> when Jamal Adams basically like took his head off on one play where he was trying to catch the ball. I remember that. The Rams have to do that to Gronk all game. They have to make him ridiculously uncomfortable. They have to hit him so hard that he's going to be hesitant to catch that ball, mm-hmm. or they might have a problem. With the, uh, the other key for me in terms of the Rams' defense is, is that second line, the linebackers, mm-hmm. they have to they have to stay in the pocket. They can't move forward because if they move too close to the line of scrimmage, that's where Brady lives. He, he loves he loves doing those short little dump offs, those little mm-hmm. screens, those you know, no the, the plays, slants. Like just putting that pressure on the line. Yeah. So if those linebackers move too forward and don't, you know, they're they're not dealing with their responsibilities of in, in that zone. So to speak, yeah, they're gonna get killed. Yeah, exactly. So it, the Patriots it, always have good yards it, after catch. Players. Right, they have to be disciplined in terms of their defense in order in order for this to work. You know, mm-hmm. and like I said, 100%. the key the key is those linebackers cannot they cannot come closer to the the line of scrimmage than they're supposed to, because if not, Brady's gonna pick them apart in that the middle of that field. Mm-hmm. And that's what he loves to do. And that game will be over faster than it even begun. Oh, if absolutely. That's the case. So, I don't know. Any other predictions, guys? Anybody else have any other thoughts? Well, I feelings. I, like I said, I think the Rams are going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, I got 31-24 in my head. So, you know. Okay. That's that's where I'm kind of going with. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say, you know what? I, I, I was looking at the prediction from Madden. This is an article in Forbes. Madden NFL 19 is predicting the Super Bowl as it has over the last few years. Um, Here's a couple of takeaways from what they think is going to happen. Some predictions that they came up with. First of all, Aaron Donald uh, will take home his his first MVP with four sacks in this game, according to Madden. Jared Goff is going to beat out Tom Brady with 303 passing yards to Brady's 287. Goff and Brady are each going to have Two touchdowns and one interception. According to this, Patriots receiver Edelman gets eight catches, one touchdown, 104 receiving yards. Rams receiver Robert Woods get eight catches, one touchdown, and 103 receiving yards. So practically the same. They consider the Patriots running back, uh, Sonny Michelle, is going to get 103 running yards and a touchdown, and no Rams player topping 100 running yards. So that kind of goes against your your Todd Gurley. Yeah, 100 running yards. Excuse me. That goes a little bit against the girly prediction that you have. You're gonna have to like test that uh, prediction of yours, huh? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely, I don't know about that though. But at the same time, their prediction for the game is 30-27 Rams over the Patriots okay. by three. I actually agree with that. That's basically around the same area that I was gonna say that game was gonna end up. Because you figure, even if the Rams get even if the Rams get the best of the Patriots, it's not gonna be for the whole game. The Patriots are always late game like. They're always coming back late in games, oh, yeah. just like they did last freaking week. You figure it's going to be like a nail-biter all the way until the end. So I have to say that 30-27 actually sounds like a good number for me. I'm going to go with Matt, what Madden says. Okay. I, don't know. okay. I guess we'll see what happens this weekend. And uh, I don't know. Check out the Super Bowl, guys, and let us know what you think. So now we'll be getting into the genre news. And, oh, boy, the first topic. <laughs> Toy Tuesday. The 11 most monstrous Godzilla toys. Now, before I even get into that, guys, this Godzilla toy line for the new movie, King of Monsters, has really irked me. Why? (laughs) It has irked me a lot, and it's been the death of me. Think about it like this. 
Do you guys remember when the Dragon Ball Super trailers were coming out? Yeah, the yeah. right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you guys caught wind of Vegito in the trailer. Mm -hmm. How upset were you guys? Um, pretty upset. Somewhat upset, but I will say this much: Dragon Ball has always had a slightly weird dynamic where, like, people don't really care about spoilers. I don't know what it, it's not an anime thing necessarily, so it's a little different in that sense. It's sometimes when it comes to Dragon Ball. There's something to look forward to in the spoiler. We're like, okay, Gogeta's gonna be in the movie. Awesome, we get to see some awesome action with him. Yeah. That said, um, I understand where you're coming from. I, I do understand where you're coming from because, but this is a problem with a lot of toy lines too, right? The toy yes, lines often spoil too much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that is so true. You see that in Avengers Endgame right now. The uh -huh. toy lines spoiled the the time travel suits that they have on and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah, I, I see where you're coming from on that. Even though Actually, Dragon Ball is a little different. Oh. oh. All right. Yeah. So basically what I'm getting at here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's all good. That's, Sorry, a theory, well, that's, a, that's a theory that I thought was going anyway. So. Yeah. Let's see. The toys would have ruined that for, for anybody that had was paying any attention to the toys. But I'm sorry. Okay. Continue, sir. So we get a very similar situation like that mm -hmm. where one of Godzilla's – it looks like they're going to be toying with one of Godzilla's more overpowered forms. Okay. okay. That gets spoiled in the toy line. Now, I mean, you can make some conjecture. You can make some conjecture based on the trailer, but conjectures. This makes it concrete. Yeah, exactly. It's just oh. And but you gotta stay away from these articles, man. Yes, yeah. I do, <laughs> and I really tried. Toys ruin the movies, right? They do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they really do. That's what we were, yeah, we were just saying. So, Ruin everything. I just ruined the movie for Wolfie. Ruined Avengers Endgame by talking about toys from Avengers Endgame. To be honest, we're just stating the facts. You don't even want to look at the toys from Avengers The thing is, I thought that that's why they were going anyway. Because of Ronin. Actually, they don't They don't confirm that they're time travel suits or anything like that. No, but that's like... It's the only way that it gets explained. Yeah. But it's way too similar to the suits that were being used in the Quantum Realm. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway... Back to the topic at hand. Yeah, so just, I mean, I don't think, here, here's the reason why I don't think this particular form is going to appear, because while King Ghidorah is a very, very, very powerful adversary for Godzilla, mm. it doesn't quite warrant, war, warrant, sorry, <laughs> it doesn't quite warrant this stage of power that they're kind of hinting at. Yeah. There's been more powerful than that. There are not, don't get me wrong, there are not a lot of players that are more powerful than King Ghidorah, more but they do powerful. exist. He's one of the more powerful. Yeah. So that's why I think it's going to be sort of like a variant of this form. Okay. But I, I, it's so, it pisses me off. <laughs> It's kind of like this is kind of like in Dragon Ball territory in the sense that there's no reason for Godzilla to go Super Saiyan in this particular movie. Not yet. Not yet. He doesn't need to be that strong. Not quite. Yes. Yes. Pretty much. Understood. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Interesting enough. So the toys, as always, are basically ruining the movie, and there's nothing really new about that. What else we got in genre news this week? Let's see. So it looks like we've been introduced. In the Fast and the Furious to the female-led team for the Fast and the Furious spinoff, the female-led screenwriting team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and there's some images as well of the crew, the female 
acting crew from the Fast and the Furious uh, female spinoff. Well, can you tell us a little bit about that? You're more of a Fast and the Furious fan than I am, so you can give us a little bit more insight. Yes, I, I do. So um, the next the next iteration of Fast and the Furious is Hobbs and Shaw, but they've been talking for quite a while about the female version of Fast and the Furious, getting all the female characters who are very strong female characters in the movie, which is awesome, you know? Um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, exactly. Well, but she's dead in the Fast and the Furious yeah, thing, right? that's true, but they can always go like do a prequel like they did with Fast and the Furious. They that's true. Back, that's right? true. They'll, they'll bring her back, right? You know, because what, what's his name? Uh, She's marketable. Who? Han Solo. Han. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his name. Did you not know that? It's his, Han Solo. His name is Han Solo, but the the Korean or the the Asian. Wait, his name is Han Solo. Oh, crap, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, it was Han. But see, yeah. yeah, they brought him back after we found out. Like, they killed him off in Tokyo Drift. True, true, you true. Know? They can do something like that. So the only, the only thing is that we are, we're going to be bringing in Ronda Rousey, right? Because mm-hmm. she's probably, she. Um, well, we don't have a, a specific cast yet, right? But if we look at, you know, Fast and the Furious as a franchise, who are the, the main players? You got Ronda Rousey, Gina Carano, mm-hmm. you have Michelle Rodriguez. Okay. You have Gal Gadot. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Gadot? I think it's, it's Gadot. Yeah. I think it's Gadot. Gadot. It's, it's, I believe it's uh, Gadot. I thought it was Gadot, but somebody, yeah, somebody no, from Israel told me it was Gadot. Gadot. So Gadot. I'm going to go with them. I mean, I could be wrong. Gal Gadot. We apologize if you're listening, Gal Gadot, Gadot, slash Gadot. Um, and of course, we know you're listening. Just, who just, wouldn't be a fan just, of us? Let's yeah. just put it this way Wonder Thanks, Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. <laughs> you know? Um, so you've got these four really strong characters, mm-hmm. right? So now the the only thing is that um, Gal Gadot. Gadot, that's the Gadot, There you go. See, so Gal Gadot. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Google. Mm-hmm. Um, Gal Gadot was killed off in what was it? Fast and Furious Five, was it? Mm-hmm. I remember she fell off the plane, or she was trying. Something it was, like there that. was a. Did they show the body? Uh, that's the most important part thing. of these kind of things. Uh, but it's not like a superhero but then, but then movie. Again, can survive that. Well, apparently it is again, now. We're going to get to that later. I do know that. Rodriguez was supposed to be dead in the, in the franchise also. See? And yeah, but they, never, but, they, but they never showed her dead. That's the thing. That's exactly But this point. is different. They, they don't show the body. But they never showed Michelle Rodriguez being killed off. They just assumed, or they just oh, like, no, out they, they shot her, right? Wasn't wasn't that the thing? I don't know. Yeah, I, but being shot remember. is different from like freaking falling off of a moving plane. Hey, hey no people, parachute. people have survived fires in history. You, you never know. There's that woman. Know. I think Maybe that she rolled woman. really well. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I mean, so if, if the rock fell. just straight up bicep curl and destroy the entire cast. Stuff that they do in that movie yeah, is freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, Listen, so, so, once James Wan took over that franchise, <laughs> that thing has become utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And I love yeah. it for it. You Which know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. because when you embrace it, yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, the, I love Fast and Furious because I love cars. That's always been my thing. I love Gone in 60 Seconds just for Eleanor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the oh, yeah. 66 oh. Tell me that's not a beautiful ride, right? That's a beautiful ride. And, See, but that, that, and I love muscle cars. That that's my thing. And the original Fast and Furious movies, the thing that made them great were the cars. Were that the cars were... They were the stars of the, the movie, stars. right? It's no longer that. No, yeah. it's not. They've, no, it's gone into, they've gone into this whole spy action type of thing and which espionage, is, which yeah, is, which like is the, good. It's essentially spy game. Yeah, exactly, you know? And 
when we talk about Hobbs and Shaw later, mm-hmm. we're yeah. going to get into something different. It's going into uh, new territory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, going back to this, um, though that's what it is, and it's going to be Vin Diesel is is the one that's you know helming this project, mm-hmm. and I believe his sister also, right, is going to be a part of this. They're they're a team when it comes to Fast and Furious. Oh, that's his sister. Huh? Yeah, and he ha- and I think they have a production company together, and that's how this thing is all coming together and stuff like that. Makes sense. Um, so listen, I'm all for it. More Fast and the Furious, why not, right? So, what do you guys think? Well, well, yeah, this, this seems pretty cool, but my my main qualms lie with, with what comes later. <laughs> we're gonna talk about yeah. it. A yeah, bit. we're gonna talk about that later. So, ah, so let's let's move on to the next one, so we can get to that point. You know, oh um, quick little mention. Quick little mention. Um, some details from Gizmodo, and I don't know what you guys think about this, yeah, but this is a little scary. There were some details. I will pull a little bit from the article here. It's an interview with one of the stars of the uh, the Joker, as it's being called, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. That's going to deal with his backstory. I love her name, Zazie Beats. I love her name, Zazie Beats. She's a really Zazie good actress. Beats. She's going great on that show Atlanta, by the way. If you yep. guys don't watch it, um, Atlanta's a great show. But, and she was obviously good in Deadpool, too. But Domino. there's an interview, yeah. and I'll just read a little bit verbatim from the article here. In a recent interview, Zazie Beetz, one of Joaquin Phoenix's co-stars in the upcoming Joker, directed by Todd Phillips, said that the film took a loser approach to its scripting. And the quote is, the script was great. We wrote the whole thing while we were shooting it, she told MTV News. Literally, write the scene for the night and then do it. Doing hair and makeup, we'd memorize those lines and then do them, and then we'd reshoot that three weeks later. Okay? Thoughts? I I don't think that, like, just from purely good filmmaking, that doesn't sound sound great when you're talking about a movie purely of, in my opinion, the greatest villain of all time. Definitely one of them. Yeah, so, so so Wolfie, let me ask you this question because we we've had this discussion before regarding this Joker movie, and I've I've had very strong feelings about this Joker mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your thoughts on it. Do you think we need a Joker movie? Um, it's so funny because going to like the whole uh, uh, wisecrack episode that I told you about that mm-hmm. I saw uh, with like the Excuse philosophy me. of the Joker and all that stuff. One of the things that they actually go into is the origins of the Joker. Now, here's the thing. It is true that I think, or at least as an opinion, that one of the best parts of the Joker yeah. is that you do not know his origin. Yep. Thank you. Agreed. Thank you. Okay. I've been saying that for... So, that, you know, but that's, and, the, best and part. that's the thing. Like, you know, like as soon as you give him an origin, now you humanize him. And even though obviously he's still like... In the comics, he's you know he's a human being. He doesn't have any special powers or anything like that. There is a mysticism about him. There's a mystery. There's yeah, an there's aura. a mystery, and that's what you like know? you know. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I like, but do we need a Joker movie? It's it's kind of the same question. Do we did we need a Han Solo movie? Let me let me you rephrase know? the question a little bit. I think maybe a better way to put it is: Do we need a Joker 
origin. Yes, that is a, that is a better question. That's and probably I think the that's question. Well, that's here's what the I thing, though. Is this movie an origin? We don't know that. That's what they you know? say. But it, it does look like it. Because say. here's the thing, right? Like You see him beforehand a lot. Yeah, of course. No, it looks like it's going to be an origin movie, but at the same time, like we don't know exactly what the twist is. You know what I mean? Some people are even saying that this is not the actual Joker. That's another rumor that's going around, that this is a copycat Joker. But I don't know. I'm not sure, man. I don't know. The fact that it's an, it's an origins um, movie, possibly. Um, possibly, most likely, possibly, most likely, at least we think so. It takes away the fact how the Joker is so mysterious. Mm-hmm. How his how he has like um, I've I've heard he has many different origins, and it's like. Well, you yeah, look at like that's remember, the thing that I said, right? The Dark Knight movie. How many? Whenever he asked, somebody movie. asked him what his origin story was. Every single time, he had a different answer. Remember, like it was and abusive parents. It was that's like that's why I loved it. All this other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Other thoughts. Well, maybe that's the beauty of having a script and throwing it out the window the next day. You actually might be right because what that allows you to could do be, could be. I mean, it's not perfect, but it, what it allows you to do is you have a set mindset for the scene overall. But then what you can do is you could be okay. Well, this is what we have. What would the Joker do? Would he stick with this or throw See, it out the window? The, the only problem I have with this is the way movies are made. They're not linear. So, you know, you'll have, you'll, you'll go and you'll do a shoot in the one location. That may not be the first scene of the movie. Oh, that yeah, may I'm be aware. the last, you know? So yeah. if you're taking that approach where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to write the scene today and we're going to do this scene and then I'm going to, it sounds very disjointed to me. Now, there have been movies that even that article referenced where they have done it to great effect, Iron Man being one yeah. of them, right? The MCU, practically. Thor Ragnarok was exactly well, wrong. but Thor Ragnarok is a different thing. Because Definitely, you got to look at the director. That's true. That's true. Taika Waititi is a genius when it comes to that kind of stuff, yeah. right? And I need to interject because the other thing too is that, like, yeah, they might have done that, mm-hmm. but they have like an overall, uh, you know, so, storyline like because frameworks. of the, av- the Avengers and the framework of the entire universe. This isn't one. This isn't part of that too. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The only way that I think that you can throw the script on just write it wing it is if you already know what the story is going to be right yeah so otherwise if you don't know what the overall story is going to be then how can like an emotion that you're going to show in one scene that has to do with something in the future later on and the other thing too is that that only works in a very simple movie so if that's what they're doing that tells me that it's going to be a bad movie simply because it is going to be a linear story with a direct origin it might just if it's going to be mm-hmm. what I think it should be, which is let's say they go with like a full story and then there's a plot twist at the end where we realize he's just telling a story, let's say at Arkham during a therapy session, and then he says, you know what, I don't know if that's my origin. And then they end it like that. That's an you interesting know, like way that's something awesome, they can do. Yeah. Yeah. And then they could just keep doing <laughs> Joker movies with different like storylines and origins and stuff like that. You hey, know? WB, you, you, I hope you're hearing this, right? You know? yeah, if you yeah. did that, then you have like... Phillips, come on. Yeah, you you you'd have you'd have an infinite amount of Joker stories that you can tell, infinite amount of ways that you can implement the Joker in different uh, 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 parts of the DC universe, different you know, time periods, yeah, exactly. And, all that. Um, and I don't know. I just I think it'd be really wrong to do a straightforward origin. I don't think that that's what it is though, simply because it's Joaquin Phoenix. That guy is like he is he's an enigma. You know, I don't see how like. They take a person like Joaquin Phoenix, who is an enigma, that plays an enigma himself and everything that he does, and then make him straightforward. Hey, this is the story. This is the 
see to me th this movie has to be an Elseworlds story. It has to because it we like it's being positioned that because way. we ha we have a Joker yeah, it's already. Not like in the DC. Yeah. yeah, we have a Joker already. But then again, you know, they just got rid of yeah, Batman. They can... They'll probably get rid of the Joker too. No, it, yeah, I know it's true. But we'll you know what? Batman isn't showing up in this movie at all. Do a flashpoint. We know that too, and just wipe the clean the slate clean. I hope they're not doing that. Ended up being kind of like Venom, where it's not tied into the Spider-Man, tied into the Spider-Man character. Um, guys, spoiler for Punisher. So oh, okay. Cover okay. Your ears. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. In a way, Joker is kind of like Billy Billy Russo, season uh, two. I can definitely see that because he's got that that weird split personality type of thing. So yeah. You know, Okay, uh, let's unspoilerize this. You guys are back. Yeah. So, you free? You know, yes. Okay, cool. But he okay, made a very good point in, in relating Joker to one of the main antagonists in Punisher. So, okay. Billy Russo. Okay. So, I, oh, it's not a, it's not a, a Billy Russo. Oh. Billy Russo. It's a, it's I know all the characters. Especially the character. in season two. Oh, crap. So once you get to season two, you'll, oh, you'll understand... You'll understand no, that Billy dynamic, Russo is kind of like know? the Joker, actually. In yeah. The comics. yeah, and and Holy season crap. two, yeah, that makes sense. So he makes a very good point. Yeah. Elias, Elias was on point with that one. Solid. You know? So um, yeah, I listen. Like I said, it has to be an Elseworlds story because this can't exist in the DCEU, even though the DCEU really doesn't exist anymore. Anyway, <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? But it's just a little weird because now we have two Jokers. It's a loose collection. So for stories. the people who aren't necessarily comic book fans maybe it's a little confusing and stuff like that and originally we had heard that this joker was going to be a younger joker which is now no longer the case and it's now no longer the case actually so, wait a minute what if that's what they're going maybe they're going to have a, like a third joker and a fourth joker and they're just going to have like this army of jokers like in gotham right yeah that's how it isn't yeah it's in gotham i mean that's the tv show gotham yeah. <laughs> who knows where they're going to be well gotham is maybe they'll have supernatural yeah. immortal joker and if, but it, 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 it's kind of how it is in the comics. Yeah. You have a bunch of different iterations of the Joker, yeah. you know, uh, with all with different origins. Also, that yeah. didn't start in the in the movie. Yeah, that came from the uh, the Killing Joke, right? Yeah. Well, Where, I mean, DC is like, always retconning their characters. Also, over the last couple of decades, I, you yeah. know which character I really want to see on screen? DC's still trying to catch. I want to see Marvel the Batman who laughs. Yeah, oh, I really want to see that on that's screen. That's not happening. You know. But, oh, that, that would be so awesome. That would be awesome, but that's yeah. not happening, man. But going back to what you guys said, how there are, like, many Jokers, in a way, that's kind of a good thing, because, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a good thing, but it's kind of, it kind of sort of makes sense, because each Joker has their own origin. Mm -hmm. So, so like, the, the three Jokers that we've seen so far, maybe even more, Suicide Squad Joker. Four. The yes. one that sucks. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Arc, yeah, this uh, is the arc. fourth one in recent memory because you have yeah. Jack Nicholson, okay, so you have Heath one. Ledger, you have Jared Leto, and now you have Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, so then that's the fourth one. So and this then you have all the iterations in the animated uh, movies yeah, from stuff, the right? from the distant past too. When you're talking yeah, about the old Batman show, yeah, so they have all different origins, I guess you could say. Well, well this is going to be one of these things that we're not going to know until the movie comes out. Um, I believe the movie comes out in October, is it? I'm not certain. Let's confirm that real Let's quick. Check. Yes, October 4th, 2000, 2019. I'm probably still going to check it out anyway. So yeah, listen, really I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comic book zombie, so we'll, we'll be there. But, um, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see how this turns out. So going from Joker to something more evil and more disgusting and scary... <laughs> 
We're having a Hot Wheels live action movie. What is that going to be about exactly? <laughs> what? In addition to a Funko Pop movie. Somebody give me some details here because this one I I'm don't not know too mad at about. that though. I'm not too mad at that. I mean, if they can do like Ready Player One, they, they made they a movie do. about emojis. So, I mean, I guess. oh my god, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 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 about Hot Wheels. But that was like rated zero percent. Yeah. If they can make Ready Player One, yeah, I think that they can do a Hot Wheels movie. I mean, yeah. A Hot Wheels movie. Depends on how they do it. Fast and Furious style. If they can do Fast and Furious, they can do Hot Wheels movie, period. They did a Need for Speed movie. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) If they make it Chris Paul, right? Yeah. Chris Paul. No, not uh, not, not Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. 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 Chris uh, Paul, basketball player. Aaron Paul. Jesse Pinkman. Science, bitch. There you go. Uh, and again, most of you guys have seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> You've seen Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. Please, okay, thank you. See, it's funny. You still have to watch. I have to tell I you story. I was the one quickly. that put you on. That's to what me. I was gonna say. I was gonna say this very quickly because I hadn't been watching Breaking Bad at all, and then you suggested it to me, and you still haven't seen a single no, 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 no. episode. I've seen the first two episodes. Okay, okay. So I've been I've been broken bad. Okay, I just didn't break bad all the way. It's the greatest you thing ever, man. I know it is. I, I told you about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're gonna have, a, have to have a whole another episode just for uh, this conversation. Yeah. How many, how many guys, seasons? You guys are invited. Six. I think, I think it was five. I think it was uh, six. I just stopped at five. Oh, I didn't see the last season. Yeah, the last season was split into two, kind of. It's just you know it dra- it dragged on, man. Like oh, last season. I know Good, the last season man. didn't, but like it's one of those things where I stopped and now like I need to kind of rewatch at bin- least the fifth season. But I don't know if I can. I'll binge it in the night, so don't worry about it. I, I'll catch I don't know, to you man. Guys. Some of those episodes are kind of long and dragging. I love it. but yeah, sometimes a lot of pink, a lot pink, of stuff pink, 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 pink can be a little bit. But we're getting off topic. <laughs> just just a little bit. Getting back to the topic. Oh, no, no, well, that was his, well, I don't know whose fault it was. It doesn't even matter. Probably mine. Um, need for speed. It was everyone's fault. It was everyone's fault. <laughs> we got off topic there. That's what. Come on, Hot Wheels. Metatron. Take. Come on. Hot Tell take. Me. Hot Tell take. Me. Hot take. Hot cakes? What? Hot cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I just. That, <laughs> that and the Funko Pop movie. Walt told me who the leads might be for the Funko Pop movie. Yes, so, so tell tell wait, me about wait. it. We're 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 stepping away from Hot Wheels. It and sounds we're like going nobody wants full to be on there. Fun, Funko Pop. <laughs> yes. The ones that I can clearly bring to memory. Tell the ones that tell stood out the most. Tell what's about. We have a movie coming. Give me the details. I don't remember though. That's how <laughs> immemorable it is to me. But the thing that stood out to be the most, the lead cast, Funko Pop Vader. Funko Pop Deadpool. Yeah. Funko Pop My Little Pony. Yeah. Oh my How God. does that, that is work? Disgusting. My Little Pony is, is, that like is awesome in the Lego. What is that's the, Lego the, movie? That's no. the no. best what crossover ever. You know what I'm saying? There's another movie. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm definitely getting it. Yeah, that, that, that it's, works. It's, okay, that works. If he can make no, a not, unicorn. No, listen, but, but you have every... He can literally, literally make a unicorn work. I'm just saying Little baby hand. Listen, it's Vader, it's Deadpool, it's Hellboy, it's Harley Quinn, it's Wonder Woman, it's My Little Pony, and my personal favorite, the Care Bears. 
No, come on, I, now. I think it's right, great. I come on great. now. I think it's great because I like I, I mentioned it's the Lego Marvel movie. D, it's a Marvel DC crossover, which we would never get anywhere else. Say, right? like, just think about how awesome the Lego movie is. Who thought the Lego movie was going to be awesome? Like honestly, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean, I know the games were awesome, but who thought the Lego movie and Lego Batman? And I heard Lego movie, the Lego movie two is supposed to be really good, also. Yeah, it looks really good. So like, who thought that was going to work? Really, like nobody thought it was going to work as well as it did. You might have gone into it thinking, like, "Oh, this might be entertaining," but like, and yeah, the point that you make: this is the only chance in cinematic freaking history that Marvel and DC are going to be in the same room. It's together. Deadpool and Harley Quinn at the same time. That's true. Can That's you imagine the opportunities with right that. There, you know what I'm saying? Deadpool and Harley Quinn. Why is why is freaking cracking at each other for and, the whole movie? And listen, this is a Funko Pop household. How many Funko Pops do we have? We've got like at least uh, 30 or yeah. 40, right? I, yeah. I've built up my own collection. They're freeloaders. They eat most of the food in this household, those guys. Son of a I, would, I would be satisfied if Darth Vader chokes both the Care Bears and My Little Pony. <laughs> then I would be satisfied. See, that's, that's why I have a problem with it. Yes, Vader exactly. is not... The only time Vader has made a crack... Or even shown a little bit of light is when he's made those dark jokes. And and but how he does it quite often. Okay, but he's not as light as Remember, Deadpool can it, be. Be careful, you won't choke on your own aspirations. Yeah, I know, you know that. Yeah. He's still dark. And this is a cast full of mostly light characters. That's, That's the perfect. awesome thing. He's the straight man, he's the Drax. He's the one that has no Forget idea that. what's going on. He's the murderer. Let him murder on me, but everybody. You know what I'm saying? He's that's, the comedic relief one. The other, yeah, even though right, he's going to be so dry. Work. In comparison to okay, the so you're you're bringing you with this movie. You're bringing in the Star Wars fans. You're bringing in the DC fans. You're bringing in the Marvel fans, and more importantly, you're, you're bringing, bringing in, in all the parents that are going to buy the toys. Well, no, not even that. <laughs> you're bringing in it's all the, movies now. You're bringing in the bronies. Come on now. <laughs> no, no, no. My no, Little no, Pony no. Bronies? My Little Pony Bronies. You know what I'm saying? I can't no. remember. I, it was one of the Lego movies where My Little Pony was like a, a crackhead, wasn't it? I can't remember. There was a movie where My Little Pony was nuts, but I can't Well, no, in in, um, in like in the first Lego movie, there was a... It wasn't, I, it wasn't My Little Pony per se, but there was but a pony looked, that yeah, was like Pony Bonkers. He, yeah, he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs yeah. in that one. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. The one thing I don't understand... What? what? How do you make... How do you put Deadpool and My Little Ponies in the same movie? That, see, actually, that actually works. He hasn't seen Deadpool, right? He's seen Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Deadpool too. Yes, De I know. Deadpool well, and ponies actually here, man, work. Listen. It's yeah, not exactly. PG thirteen, but it works. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's Look, just if, it, if it was Fox, is it Fox? It's just unmitigated what? violence. It's not Fox. Funko. That, that's doing the movie. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. But you know what else? There's a, Weird, this, the same the same article has. How are they making that work? I don't know. No, but listen, don't know. the same article. Throwing money at everybody. There's another tweet Somehow. that confirms, in air quotes, Baby Groot. What? And Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's <laughs> okay, oh my that's God. cool. Come on. See? Oh, yeah. See? I don't know, man. This, this, this thing sounds bonkers. Yeah, this 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 sounds like it does. Like yeah. Let's see, that's the other thing. Uh, how. It's either going to be a cluster funk, or uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be no a, a little light here. A fluster hashtag cluster ah, funk. Yeah, a fluster clock. A fluster Punisher. Punisher. There you go. Exactly. Or yeah. it's going to be the most interesting 
a, a like way to assemble all these characters in the weirdest story you've ever seen in your life, and we're all going to be ridiculously entertained. Who on earth is going to be the villain? That's yeah. what I'm perplexed at. That's true. Maybe who, it's who the Care Bears. Clearly, <laughs> you have some antagonists and protagonists. Who's going to be at the polar end of this? Maybe it's maybe, Darth Vader, man. Maybe the Care Bears are stealing all the rainbows in the world. You know, maybe it's present business. Come back to the Lego business. That's a good question. I mean, you know, we can't even speculate on that because we don't even know how many characters are going to be in this thing in the first place. Uh, But uh, I don't know. It could be intriguing. Could be intriguing in a uh, in a in a detective Pikachu kind of way. It's like this is more interesting than I thought it would be. Let's wait for a trailer and see before we make those judgments. I say. Speaking about detectives, though, that's just me. If you oh, speaking of well, tell us a little bit more before we before we segue. If you could. If you could do Lego movie, you could do, and you could do, um... The emoji movie? Emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's mention that one. Emoji again. movie. Uh, and you can bring Marvel and DC together. If you can bring Marvel and DC together in one movie... That's the big key right there. Yeah. It's like, that's why, like, you mentioned Ready Player One. Like, Ready Player One is a perfect That's what yeah, makes yeah, this... That's what I'm saying. Right? If you can do Ready Player One, you know, then I think that you can do this. That's what makes it interesting. But we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. But speaking about detectives, the news has become official. Ben Affleck, you out, boy. You're no longer Batman. No. Uh, They have not cast the new Batman yet, but Ben Affleck is out in the Matt Reeves, uh, I believe it's called The Batman currently. Yes. Um, And I have to say the news is relatively new, so I don't know how I feel about that yet. I will say I'm excited about the direction the movie is going in. And I did like Batfleck to a certain extent, a certain extent, extent as Batman, as, as Bruce Wayne. It does depend on the movie, though, because he was way better in Batman vs. Superman. I think in Justice League, he yeah. was trash. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that that's based on that was on Affleck. Yeah, that's not his no, 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 that was That was a screen thing. I agree. Yeah, that was totally Frankenstein. Like so, to be honest with you, like, yeah. like the parts that Batman were in JLA, like, I think those were some of the best parts of JLA, and JLA didn't have a lot of great parts. Yeah. Know, so. yeah. The only reason I didn't like him in Justice League, though, is because for the world's greatest detective, which is why I'm happy that they're focusing on him being an awesome detective yeah. in this new one. He was he was a terrible detective in those movies, man. And again, that's again, not his that's fault. That's not his fault. Writing thing, uh, his which fault. is why he, he especially Batman out. versus Superman. The fact that he couldn't figure out that you know, figure anything out, yeah, man. It, it was, that was just bad. You know? <laughs> Whatever it was, so, the White Russian, or like, yeah, exactly. he couldn't figure out that it was a person instead, of, or it was a no, boat it was instead of a person. Exactly. Well, no, but that's the thing. Like he figured that out in the end. But he, regardless, we're getting like I, I think that's like yeah, I will listen. I will go like as far as say as purely on aesthetics as well as uh, the the way that he presented Batman. I would say he's the best Batman so far. That's a controversial I think opinion. So. I, I look like at the way that it look, like look at him. Yeah, that's, yeah that's me too. But that's, but that's only because of, I think, only because of uh, how good the, the Nolan Brothers, was, right? All right. So yeah. now let's compare. If you want to really compare, compare the body types. Compare the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Compare exactly like how he fought. You know which one oh, looked that, more like that. That is true. I, I will admit that he had the the first in that trilogy. He was using. Yeah, I forgot what he was using arts a, that was. A, a variation of Krav Maga. Yeah, exactly. You know? you know, um, but regardless, like aside from that, like I just don't think like he was believable as being menace. Like Christian Bale standing over like a villain. 
doesn't look menacing the way that Ben Affleck looked because standing of, over. Yeah, because of, like, because of the physicality that that Ben yeah, Affleck true, had. Exactly. He's so, a, he yeah. was a big hulking guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah he was also okay. brutal in those movies, like the stuff that he did. So I mean, that was something. Oh, that was that was that was when he was fighting KGB Beast, right? Yeah, that the warehouse scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a great <laughs> fight. Close on because that's the thing. Like that's up. what he does. He uses all his utilities with all his surroundings. Which, by the way, that's the whole point of being a ninja is mm-hmm. using your surroundings to. Have you seen Batman Ninja? By the way, I have not yet. Dude, oh, oh, I know. Dude, I know. What are you waiting for? Time. I don't. I don't have more than like thirty Let's to forty five minutes. Are in this man. one together. We oh, haven't seen it either. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? That, that one I'm watching tonight for sure. You have, I have to see it because it's Batman and anime. Yeah, oh, I know. and it's feudal Japan. Come on, I know. <laughs> that, that movie, you know? but was Gucci X Supreme? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I I don't know. Like there is, it seems to be the the uh, the the person that's next in line as far as critics go is Army Hammer. It's gonna be a tough. Those are gonna be tough shoes to fill. Army, probably almost yeah. as tough as having I think to figure out who the next old, Wolverine is gonna be. No, I, I because I think the way they're going, they're going younger. He looks youthful um, though. In certain he movies, can, he, he can does. look very youthful. I, I, I I've seen him recently. Him, and look, looks, at, look at I look at him more network. as a Superman though. Well, I saw um, him. In, I um, see him more as Superman than Batman. That's kind of true. You know what I, I'm saying? I, can, I can understand why you're going coming from with with that opinion. But Army Hammer needs to be in a superhero movie. Yeah, he let's, does. let's just yeah, put yeah, it that yeah. way. He Actually, I think he should be someone. Green Lantern, but that's neither here. And I agree oh with that also. God, that's neither here. He should totally be perfect. E- either him or. But I don't trust DC to make a Green Lantern movie a good one. Well, we had this conversation. Well, didn't they too, have? Weren't um, they doing Lantern Corps? The yeah, they're going to do. They're going to make a Lantern Corps. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't really heard really. anything about it. So I don't have too much faith in DC. Well, that's not coming out for another couple of years. No. I was going to say they could put Army Hammer in, and they could put um, what is his name? The character who, or the actor who plays Diggle in the Arrow movies? Oh we, yes, um, we, met, we met him at one of those comic book conventions. Yeah, we said to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we promised you, and and maybe we should get on this. That we were going to make a petition for you to be the Green Lantern. I think you'd be well, the Green Lantern. Well, but you know what? It's interesting because in the last um, the last crossover event they had in DC, mm-hmm. which was, what, what was it again? That was um, crisis, um, Infinite Crisis on Earths, right? Yeah. Wasn't that? Was oh, no, no, that's the, com- that that's the one coming. Yes, the Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Yeah, Elseworlds. Yeah, Elseworlds. Sorry. Elseworlds. They, mentioned, they mentioned the ring with him. With him? With, with him. So he, he's probably going to end up being that character the, on the show. This was the Elseworlds thing. So this was a, yeah. a different universe and stuff. But they're they did. Hits. Yes, exactly. They're dropping, they're, they're dropping these little nuggets of him good, being I think. a Green Lantern. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, John not, Stewart. So Again, that's you know. moving away from the Batman. But, but, so here's this one tidbit. Okay? Army Hammer was already signed on to play a Batman. Yeah, the, yeah. the old the version. The first the one the with first Nick Cage, Cage, right? Was, was it Superman? Superman? But Superman. No, I no. know, but they, they actually had... There was a JLA movie that was being done, and Army Hammer was going to play Batman in JLA And they had costumes, yeah, and they, they had, had a script, and they were already signed on and They everything. were ready to film that movie. Yeah. And then then they they canned it in, in favor of the Nolanverse. Yeah. Which is probably okay. Which is probably a better <laughs> idea anyway, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I do remember that, you know? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I, I think that he could play it off simply because... Who else can we go to that's gonna have like the physical look of a square jawed, broad shoulder, towering kind of man? Well, have you seen that has that has dramatic well, acting chops? Have you seen Army Boss Hammer Logic? can play drama? Man, have you seen Boss Logic's Instagram page? Yes, uh, 
Oh yeah, he has a lot of good stuff on there. I was gonna he say was, he's pushing Eric yeah. Banner. Yes, I was as, just as, gonna say that. Remember the Eric, he's he's thing, Eric too Banner's too old. He's well, but that's too what he old. said, and he did say it. He was like, you know what? I know he's a little bit too old for this, but you know what? He does look good. Look been at Bruce, this. Already been the Hulk too. There it is. Look at this. Yeah, I was gonna I tell say, me he doesn't look like Bruce Wayne. Controversial. Wait, he looks like a Bruce Wayne. Controversial, unpopular opinion. But this is highly photoshopped. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's him looking young, but okay. Yeah. Very quickly, controversial, unpopular opinion related to who the best Batman was. I have to split it. I think Michael Keaton is the best Batman. Christian Bale is the best Bruce Wayne. You know what I'm I'm, I'm thinking? Oh and this has been, this has been on the internet. Right now, oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> this, this has been on the internet. If we ever do get a Batman Beyond movie, oh we my God, need I to bring, Michael need to bring Michael bring Keaton back. Bring him back. Yes. Absolutely, 100 Yes. And that's been that's been on the internet forever. And there was a rumor that they were going to do a Batman Beyond animation if they film. Do Batman Beyond, you have to agree that's a good idea. I don't, I don't if know, they do man. Batman Beyond, I don't know because who are you going to bring back is an old Batman. You have to have yeah, but the thing Batman. is that if the old Batman is still like a well, big you got Batman. You yeah. gotta it's still around. You have to remember that Batman or Kevin Beyond. Conroy. Kevin Conroy. He was? Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's, a, he's, he's one, one of the bad guys. What, what's he? Yeah. He's, 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 he's one, one of the uh, henchmen or something like that. One of the henchmen. The, the head henchman. Oh, man. But no, the thing is, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't have, like, he has a great voice acting. The Russian one? Yeah. With the flamethrower? Yep. That was no, 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 no. That's Her. KGB. That's KGB's. And that's yeah. a different yeah, that's guy. KGB's. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, that's not going to be Conroy. No, he is a skinny guy, you know, and, but Michael Keaton isn't exactly, you know, the reincarnation of Lou Ferrigno, either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, he's played a super or, villain recently. And he wasn't bring, like Jack, but he was in good, good enough shape. Or you yeah. bring in, you bring back Ben Affleck. Yeah, you could do that too. I wouldn't yeah. love that, but that's not <laughs> happening. As as yeah. an just, older, he just doesn't. As an older, older. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is, you got to remember that the way that Batman Beyond start, Beyond starts is with Batman still like huge, and he's using like. Every adaptation that he can, but he's still a big hulking man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's old, but he's still powerful. Yeah, the difference between yeah, the two Batmans is that the younger Batman is agile, quick. He's kind of like yep. Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the way Batman, Batman Beyond, so interesting. So wait, who else? Because there's a couple of different takes over here, and let's uh, let's reference this article over here very quickly, if we may, from Metro.co.uk. And if you'll all just give me a moment to pull this one up. Um, hmm. Yeah, Wolfie's getting mad at me because I like I won't agree with him. <laughs> you didn't even put him in the ranking? <laughs> he hates me for putting Ben Affleck down like that, man. But, okay. I love you, Ben. <laughs> no, no, love for George, no love for George Clooney? <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, George, no George, love for George Clooney. Hey, honestly, it took me a whole second. I'm like, George was Batman. What? Actually, I like Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer wasn't bad either. Was, I also sweet. loved uh, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I think he would be an amazing Joker. He would be better as the Joker than he was as the Riddler. That was the problem, I think. Yeah. I thought he was amazing as the Riddler, though. He did a good job. Good. I, just that I, I just think that I just think that I hate not so much better though. Two Face, man. Two Face is terrible in that. But yeah, like, Tommy Jones didn't do it. So. Let's see some of the possible suggestions that are in this article from Metro.co.uk. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, can't I do don't it. think so. You can't, can't do it anymore. I mean, he can't do it anymore. But I don't think it would have been a good idea to begin with in the first place. Why he's, can't he do it anymore? He's, he's Mysterio. He's Mysterio. So, so what? 
Marvel's you probably going to be a little crazy about you that. Can't I don't know. Dip. Maybe not. Oh, no, it's he's not he's not a mainstay character. Mysterio he can be killed off in one. He's probably going to be killed off in it's one. Still movie. MCU though. He oh, looks young, anything, even though he's older, so it could work. But I think you know, you know it, it could work if he plays it in a, like a Michael Keaton way, where he's like really unhinged, and you can see those moments where he's very unhinged. Like, really like you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna I have can to see Jake Gyllenhaal as, you as a Two Face, actually. That's, that's better. That's, that's a much better idea. Yeah. You ever seen I the like movie Nightcrawler? With him in it, yeah, I, I haven't, movie. but I know yeah. what movie you're talking about. If yeah. you watch it, you'll, you'll see how how cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs he could be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah that's what I'm saying. Twisted so, good. Yeah, yeah, Two Face is good for him. He could be a Riddler also, actually. Uh, let's yeah. see what else. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Thoughts? No, nah. He's too much of a. That was easy to shoot down, right? He's a good actor, but like he's he just, not. He still he just still looks way too young. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that they're going with younger, but they're not going with teenage. But some of the some yeah. of the people on this list here. No, I just I have think, to mention I think this Army one. Hammer is the, 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 the best Harry shot. Styles. What? I just want to go past that, but I didn't even know. Apparently, he was in Dunkirk, and he did a pretty good job in that movie. Yeah. Still, he doesn't look like at all like what a nah. Bruce Wayne or a Batman would look like. I'm Sorry. trying to think off the top of my head. Like a scarecrow. Not in like you know what the top what, list. Somebody what, off the top of my head. What I, I heard but. that somebody that if you wanted to go really really different, bringing in a Michael B. Jordan. Yes, yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw. But I, 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 but the, the yeah. thing is, that this this sucks because, like, you no. know, I, yeah. I, I hate bringing a race into anything. But it's just, it's, it's too weird to me to take away. Like, this is the from the inception. This is who Batman always was. You know what I mean? At so least to completely. So to completely sense. take it away. You know what I mean? And yeah. make him a you you take a black actor. Nothing against you because I love you. You know, as an actor, I love everything yeah. that you've done, especially Creed, Black, Panther. Black Panther. But the thing is that taking, you know, taking that away, kind of, I think it would be too much of a distraction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you ever consider him as a Batman, but not a Bruce Wayne? I would love see to see him as Batman Beyond. Getting, getting exactly. Actually, yeah, exactly. Because because that would be amazing if he was Batman you're, Beyond. You're looking, at, you're looking at a Batman that's a little bit older. But, and it's not going to happen for this one because this, yeah. this one is moving backwards. Yeah. But if you ever did want to put Michael B. Jordan, you could make a case where you're passing the mantle on to a new person. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I, I like that idea. You know, like passing the mantle off to someone else. Um, but I, I don't know... The fans, I hate to say it because you know we we still haven't come that far as in a, as a society, as a society yeah. and stuff like that. The would fans would be an open revolt. I hate just look to what, say. Just look at what that's happened. A, that's my know, issue. That I think Superman that like it would just be. I can agree with Superman. Superman. There's 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 iterations. Yeah, there there yeah, is exactly. That's, that's why there's history. There is a of black it. Superman. You know exactly. There's an Asian even, Superman even now. Still, yeah. you know the backlash when people were like, yeah, like be Jordan. Like I can totally see that, but like Batman, I think it's a little bit. Too jarring, too different. Well, it takes away from there's it. There's no know? precedent there's no, for Batman. There's no precedent. There's you know like, now if they created precedent and then brought him in, that's oh. different. You know what I mean? But like it's almost easier. Like I agree with you in the sense, like because you look at say, um, uh, what, look at Green Lantern. Well, not even not just Green Lantern, there's but um, Nick Fury. Nick Fury to me is a perfect example. Nick Fury is a super popular mm, comic book character, but he wasn't so popular like a Batman level, Superman level guy. 
nobody cared or really noticed when it was Samuel yeah. L. Jackson yeah. cast as Nick Fury. Well, actually, no. It's because there was actually president because in Ultimate Avengers, he oh, was yeah. a black man. That's was why. that before and or after? That was way before. before. That's okay. 2001. It's, and okay. it's funny. To, to be, and, it's also and, the level. You told the story about it. You know the story, right? No, I don't. But the one from Ultimate Avengers and Ultimate the Ultimate Lines when it came out in 2000, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, he looks exactly like Samuel Jackson. Okay, okay. So okay. let me tell the story about that. So because, there's precedent for that. Because okay. he spoke okay. about this, right? So Sam 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 Jackson, if I don't know if you guys know this, he's a huge comic book fan. Loves comic books. He's mm-hmm. always in the comic book store, right? Yeah. So um, he walks into a comic book, yeah, sees sees the Ultimate Avengers, and he looks and opens it up, and his face yeah. is in there. He's like, "There I am, mother." No, I'm not kidding. (laughs) He put the thing down and called his agent right away and said, how in the world are they using my likeness? You know what I'm saying? He went nuts. <laughs> but and but that's how he's into the MCU. Because Marvel oh, picked him and said, you know what? Can I just say, why hasn't anybody Let's... traumatized that phone call? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you mean? <laughs> somebody's using my likeness in the MCU. Get my money! Exactly. Right. Get my money! <laughs> Yeah. But but that that is a true story. They they you know what we're doing a quick life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that is that is how Nick Fury and the MCU came to be because Sam Jackson walked into a comic book store and said, "What the?" F-? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Called his agent right away, and then the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? Well, Sam Jackson uh, gets what he wants when it comes to these big uh, universes. You right? know what, it's, though? The Star Wars story you is know what though? like, hey, George Lucas, I want to be in it. I appreciate that. Okay. And I want that. a purple lightsaber. I appreciate <laughs> that, that Sam Jackson is Nick Fury because that means we don't get the half. <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I saw that, too. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I, I saw that. Can anybody that see the Dolph Lundgren uh, Punisher? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, but that was well, wonderfully terrible. It was it not was campy as hell. Thomas Jane was horrible. That was I one of the worst yeah, movies Thomas I had ever Jane. seen in my life. The fact, the I, fact I wasn't too mad at the movie though. He looked I, like I, a, a decent yeah, Punisher. It's just that you can't make a PG thirteen Punisher. What's wrong with you? Don't but, call but, the Punisher. But first of all, okay. So the problem with the Dolph Lundgren one, he never had the skull. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In in the entire movie, yeah, it's a Punisher. Punisher. You, you, he didn't have the skull. In the one with Thomas Jane, he took. A fake fire hydrant. He the stuff yeah, that yeah. he did was just way too thoughtful for the Punisher. The Punisher, all he does, he walks into a room and he kills, blows everybody away. Yeah, and, and, and the most thoughtful thing he might do is like. But again, this is also before it was okay to make a big blockbuster comic comic book movie. Yes, yes. That that is going to bring all the comic fans back. Then it had to be a comic book movie where the readers, which were the fringe. Uh, you know, fans that are going to come out and watch the movie, yep. they're going to come for about 25 to 30 percent, and then the rest are going to be regular people. That, that movie now that's been flipped. That movie doesn't exist nowadays. You don't do a movie like that nowadays. You can't, yeah, you, you can't. cannot be true to the, to, to the comic simply because the regular person is going to seek out the comic reader and be like, Hey, should I go watch this? You movie? know which Punisher movie yeah. I liked? War Journal. Did I, you ever see that? You mean War, War Zone? Oh, War Zone. Dude, I love that movie. I thought that what was, was the, the best part when they were doing the. The, the 
the flips, and then all of a sudden the the, the rocket launcher yeah, yeah, just yeah. blew the guy right yeah. out of the sky. I mean, I thought I thought I thought that that was the most real. That was the closest punishment. Yeah, I Actually, I, I looked, and and I think that he looked more like Frank Castle than anybody. Else. That actually, oh, was absolutely, that actually absolutely. Like if you look at the the comic, like I used to read, except um, for Burnthal. Burnthal no, looks I still like, think that he looks more no, like. Yeah, no, 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 I don't no, think no, Burnthal no, looks no, like the Punisher. No. No. Are you kidding no, me? No, so. You gotta look. Wait, hold on. No, no, I, I happen to disagree because. Okay, um, I'll show you right now. We we should. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, this this is a Google's gonna help me right now. You know what I'm saying? I'll show you right now. So while you guys are pulling that up, you know, I it just came to mind there actually is somewhat of a precedent for a, you know. Ah, we hug. Like an African American type Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, if you so, do you remember Bad Blood, the animated movie? Mm-hmm. The son of Lucius Fox was a bat, a, a bat apprentice. Oh yeah, you're right. That's true. That is okay. true. I think that's in the yeah, that's true. Well. Actually, I remember that. You're right. In the comics as well. I'm sorry, Michael. Again, I love you. By the way, if you guys didn't know this, Michael's also a huge anime fan. It's huge, anime huge fan. Gundam fan. You know, you, you know about Michael B. Jordan, right? He yeah. actually has a, a, a an anime show called Genbot. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see it. You know yeah. the, the, the theories about right the, Killmong- the Killmonger suits? Yeah, there's another one. Vegeta, man. Yeah, it's Vegeta. I love Vegeta. The Killmonger suit is based on Vegeta. Well, this is the rumor that it's based on Vegeta's armor, Saiyan armor. No, no, it's not the rumor. He actually stated it. He's finally stated it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how this all came about. Vegeta's his... You know, favorite villain, favorite character in, as well. He in, should be in Dragon Ball, okay, in the Dragon Ball universe. And he, you know, had like the costume designers design it. They asked him, like, okay, who's your favorite villain? You know, he's gonna play a villain. They're like, who's your favorite villain? And he said, Vegeta. All right, you know? so, that makes it even and, better that it's not just a rumor. It's for mm. it's for true. But wait. Yo, you got a Vegeta tattoo, bro? Yeah. I'm finishing it up in two weeks. Oh, you haven't finished it yet? I gotta shade it in. I gotta shade oh, it in. Okay. Man, can we That's can we take a picture of that and put that no, on no, Instagram? Oh, it's not done yet. When it's no, done, you finished product. Before we can do work in progress. We do work I have a before, <laughs> but I can when I get the after. Then okay, we'll so then we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, post it. Yeah. You got you got to right. see it because this and we got to play that boy. You know, this tat is fantastic. Yeah, we'll get some photos of that up at some point before or after. Maybe after we'll get it up for you. But I mean, look, getting back to the topic at hand, there's a few other people that are rumored to possibly play Batman, and I'll just go through them very quickly because all of them suck. Harry Styles, no. I don't even know who Caleb Landry Jones is. No. Joe Alwyn, don't know who you are either. No. John Boyega of Star Wars. Uh, And the last one on this list here is Timothy Chalamet, who I also have no idea who he is. And I'm not really interested in him being Batman either. I don't know. Um, I have no idea who I really want Batman to be, to be perfectly honest. So it's kind of weird for me to criticize all these choices because at least somebody's thinking of it. Does anybody have any possible suggestions for who they would want Batman to be? Do we want to go down that route? Yeah, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I like Army Hammer. That's not great. No, yeah, Army Hammer. I like Army Hammer. Army Hammer probably would be one of the better choices, if anything. But somebody young that that could play the role. Um, right now, I mean, we got I nothing. Yeah. How about <laughs> Jason Bourne? I guess he's young, but like, well, that was kind of kind of be. Well, yeah, it was supposed to be the original plan, I guess. Right? He's Robin, supposed to be Robin. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. He was supposed oh, to pick up yeah, the mantle yeah. at the end of. Uh, yeah, it would have made sense if they did it then. Yeah. Uh, what about um, 
This just came to mind. What about the dude that was in Upgrade? What's his name? Oh, uh, a baby, um, baby Tom Hardy. Because Tom Hardy would have been a good Batman is, if he uh, wasn't Bane. Philip Michael. Is it Philip Michael Green? No. I think. Right. Logan Marshall Green. Logan Marshall, Logan Marshall Green. Green. Where the heck did I get that from? <laughs> Philip Seymour Green Thomas. There you go. <laughs> Logan Marshall Green. I knew there was a green in there somewhere. Maybe that yeah. guy. Because Tom Hardy, like I said, would have probably been a good Batman if he weren't already Bane. Now it would be weird for him to play Batman. Um, but yeah. Just off the top of my head. Listen, Any other the thoughts? Tom, the Tom Hardy could do it because remember remember how skinny he was in the Star Trek movie. You know, it's, it's, not, even, it's not even a question of... But he's of, just a little bit older. I want that's not the question, though. To me, it's like he's already been Bane. And yes, you don't see him. Yeah, you don't yeah, see his yeah, face. Yeah, it's hard to do that. But it's just yeah. hard to I, like, I, just I like like him throw him into being Batman. I want him for Wolverine. That's a better idea. Oh now God, he's Venom already. Amazing. I like it doesn't matter. That was two different companies. You know? Michael B. Jordan played... Uh, freaking well, yeah, human torch, and then he played Kill Mark. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at, I, look he, at Chris Evans. He, Chris he, Evans yeah, was yeah. human torch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Captain, he's Captain America. Exactly. So. He can totally do Wolverine. Tom Hardy is I, like I, he's I, he's meant for that. If you look at Tom Hardy from the fighter. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. meant to play Wolverine. He's Hunched stocky over, and everything. Like crazy stocky, insane traps, feral looking. He is the Wolverine. He would have been yeah. Wolverine if, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, I guess, with that choice. But I don't know. Anything else in terms of no, possible I, Batman suggestions? I, no, I'd, no? Ha- I'd have to look into it a little bit deeper. I can't, yes, no? I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. That could now. be a whole conversation. So maybe we're going to have to get to that at some point. To be continued. Yeah. To be continued. Suicide Squad gets a release. Suicide Squad gets a release. The James Gunn written Suicide Squad. And James Gunn directed. Do they confirm that? Yes, it is. Official? Yes, it is. That actually makes me somewhat excited. Who has some other thoughts? I'll get to mine in a moment, but I don't know. What do you guys think of this? I like him. I like him for... I like anything James Gunn. I've liked him since uh, I saw his movie, Slither. Um, Oh, yeah. That's like a horror movie or something. Yeah. And you know I like my horror movies. What's the the release date for Suicide Squad? Uh, Suicide Squad is coming out August 6, 2021. 2021. And so we have our first uh, first look. If you go to our Instagram page, you will be able to see our first look of Suicide Squad 2. Suicide Squad 2. Harley with her tassels or whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. I don't even know what to call it. You know what I'm saying? And her Daisy Dukes. So Yeah. They, you know. they redesigned Harley Quinn. Yep. I'm, I'm somewhat excited about this because obviously we know right that now. James Gunn can do the ensemble Band of Misfits movie all too well. He took the Guardians of the Galaxy, who nobody knew who the heck they were, yeah, that's and true. turned them into yeah. something awesome. Yeah. So he can take this motley crew, and he already has. Well, the, yeah, Harley Quinn's coming back. I guess Will Smith and Robin be coming back too. Maybe that hasn't been confirmed. No, yet. I don't think no, they have, they haven't confirmed it yet. I think, they got that new guy. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't know who um, it is. I think it's going to be a different cast of characters. I'm not sure if Deadshot's coming back. Because remember, mm. Suicide Squad is a revolving Yeah, it's door, interchangeable. You know, so yeah, they had Zod on that team. Yes, yeah. Bronze Tiger was on it. I would like know. that, actually. So, Seeing Zod would be freaking awesome. Oh, man. Except he's dead. But please, <laughs> please, <laughs> let, let's not have a, a dance. Uh, what, what was her name? The Enchantress dance in this one. Let's kind of stay away from that, please. That reminded me of... Um, what is it? Uh, the Batwa Queen, Queen of the Damned. <laughs> oh, that, that movie with, with Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, she yeah. did was basically gyrate around the screen for yeah. two hours, and that made her a powerful vampire. That's what this uh, incarnation of the Enchantress. I mean, again, DC, right just, just do things the right way. Follow your own comic books. 
damn it. Stop dropping it's every one ball of money. Easy. One because of those things the best, that... the best Suicide Squad movie is the anime. Yeah, the anime was amazing. The I loved it. Exactly. That's where I That's get so been. pissed sometimes. Why where is the disconnect with the animated movies? They're so great. They and then you get you this wanna material. You want to wear? Warner Brothers. Yeah, I know Hollywood. That's where it happens. They, like, the they still, they still, they still have like Schumacher syndrome. You know, essentially, yeah, let's let's yeah. take this awesome property and how do we make it more Hollywood? Mm -hmm. Like, just stop yeah, but listen, that, man. And they also don't have a plan. But, but they follow everybody else's success plan. So remember, this is Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Yeah, but that was for the what? A special effects <laughs> or something like that? I'm just saying. Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. The trailers were much better than the movie, and it's funny because the trailer was amazing. But, yeah. yeah, but you know that the trailer so the company, trailer for JLA. the trailer company that I did it <laughs> was the one that edited. It. Huh? The trailer company that did those amazing trailers are the yeah. ones that edited the movie. Mm -hmm. Trailer yeah. Park. The, the name of the company is Trailer okay. Park. They're the ones that edited the movie. They took the movie well, away from David Ayers, gave it to that Trailer Park production company. To cut the movie. That's fine and, and great, but, but garbage. Yeah, but you know that's what I'm that's not on them because they didn't create the screenplay. They didn't do the uh, they didn't film it themselves. Not at all. all they did was like basically they said like, Oh, you did an amazing trailer. Try to save this movie. Edit it for us. Mm. And there was that no it was, saving it. But though. it was it was you could tell the edits, it was it was so disconnected and, and have more, have more like you know what? I don't think you could save that You movie wanna know how one. you save every single DC movie, by the way? Make it more Iron Man. Make it more rock. Make it more like oh, oh well. Like for example, look yeah. at JLA. Look at look at JLA. I think that if you take out a lot of their music and you add more rock to it, make it more Iron Man, like the, like Black Sabbath, and you know, like you add that to a I lot think, of the, to a lot of those scenes, and I guarantee you that those scenes play differently. Well, I mean, me me and a friend of mine, we were having a couple of drinks a few a few weeks ago, and I don't remember all the details, but we plotted out like the way that they should have done the DC universe, and I think. Pretty much now, it's, it's easy to say in hindsight, but this all should have started with Aquaman. That should have been the first movie that came out in the Wrong. DC Universe. No way. The reason I say that is, why, you know why I say that? Because, because, this is why to me the Marvel Cinematic Universe worked. You started with a B-team character. Iron Man is not the biggest Marvel property. If you take an Aquaman, who is kind of like a B-team character in DC, he is part of the Justice League, yes, but he's not the A-Justice League, like Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. You built him up. To a point where he creates, like, when you give him a good movie, he creates sort of the excitement that's going to surround the future movies. I think that that's the way that you can build up to a Justice League movie eventually. Okay, that's me. See, I, don't, I don't know. The thing with that is Iron Man kind of is a solid Avenger. He's an A, yeah. He's, he's definitely he's A-list. A he's definitely A-list. He's A-list in the last few years. In the last few years, oh, he's always been A-list. I've always been I don't agree, but that's just yeah. me. That's a, but that's you a know matter what? of opinion. I, I just don't think you could have done that with Aquaman. I think because you could. Aquaman, remember, Aquaman was a joke before yeah. beforehand. You can't start a franchise with a joke. And as, as well, good as Aquaman Jason, was going to be successful. No, 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 but that's no, because he had yeah. such a good intro for BBS. Exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't think I don't you could have started. I don't think you could have started the DC Universe with Aquaman. I think yeah. you might have started with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, you could have started with Batman, 
with Aquaman, that's kind of tough because you still you, there See, was still the taste of the entourage Aquaman out there. Wonder you know Woman, maybe <laughs> not Batman. <laughs> that's that's my thing. I think that no, you should never have wrong. started with Batman no, 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 or no. Superman. No, no. I think, that was I think you're absolutely wrong. Thing. You want to why? Because the leader of the JLA was supposed should be Batman. It should be okay, right? But we're not. We're okay. not at JLA. But, yeah. but, but here's right? the thing, though. Even no. if even even if hold on, even if even if. Even if the reason that's why I should have started with Batman, okay, the same way that the Avengers started with Iron Man is because let's say Iron Man is a C movie char uh, character mm -hmm. or property. Mm -hmm. He was introduced as the leader of the Avengers. That's why they started with him. So everything came down from him. That's why he stayed as the leader. Batman, they presented him as the leader. They didn't give him the support group that he needed. They didn't give the properties a chance to mature. It should have been. And even if they started, they started with Superman. Right, technically, yeah, and I like that movie. I, I like that movie. It. My mistake, I think their mistake was going straight to Batman versus Superman. Oh, I agree, you know, 100%. like they were obviously trying to catch up to uh Marvel. And what they, they should have done, they tried to what skip. they should, yeah, what they should have done is like, you know what, Marvel caught the lead on this, let them have their day while we develop our property. Marvel's is gonna end, and now would have been the time to start the JLA saga, so that way JLA goes uncontested, yep, you know, have the Superman, then have the Batman. Ben Affleck by himself, then have BVS, and from BVS, then have the single. I, like that's how it should have been. I done. would go even further. You know? I push BVS even further back because remember, if you remember the, the I think whole, BVS should have been after Justice League. I agree. I agree because you know what? And that's BVS, how we play this. If, no, if you look, know. if you look at the storylines that they were trying to to break out of that, you know what I'm saying? Part yeah. of it was that the Dark Knight Returns, right? Mm -hmm. And in that one, Batman that's and Superman were friends for a long time. Yeah, that was right. decades later. Exactly. Decades. Yeah, that's true. So that's you true. didn't have you didn't have the time to build that's, that relationship. That's I think true. that should have been Batman. It should have been Man of Steel. Then it would have just been just like Civil War. Exactly. It would have been. It would have been the, their their. Yeah, brother. but that's what I'm you saying. Like that, because, 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 because yes, they don't have they don't have the time to do that. Like Avengers had the time set up. Like Warner Bros. didn't have the time to do that. But there's no reason to speed it up. You just no, no, no that's why they, they don't have to like, but they could have like cut the time a little bit shorter. Okay. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. Uh, Elias. Going back to one you said, uh, Aquaman should, Aquaman shouldn't go first. Uh, on Metatron actually, uh, showed me a video on robot chicken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is getting um, some reactions. Where uh, Aquaman was running towards the oh. Justice League, and then out of nowhere, uh, I think they made fun of him or something. Yeah, because what happened in that video was they pretended to be on Wonder Woman's invisible jet, right? Yeah. So it was a Superman, <laughs> it was Green Lantern, and it was, oh, who was the third one? It was like Wonder Woman or something. One, one of the other heroes that could fly. They all pretended they were sitting in the invisible jet. Aquaman goes to leap as if he's getting on a jet, but then he falls smack <laughs> on his face on the floor. And then they all reveal that they're flying, and they're like, ha-ha, we're going to go to where we need to go because we can fly. You go swim there or something. And then they go off, and he's like, fine, I'm dignified. I'll, I'll go swim there. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's, that's my whole point. You couldn't have started Aquaman yeah, you could have. Because, just because of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, Aquaman, <laughs> Aquaman has been the butt of, of jokes for decades. I, you know I mean, what I'm saying? Jason Momoa truly is the reason why Aquaman is so powerful because he provided a different view, standpoint. He went and he he broized it in, in kind of yeah. a, a way, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he it was Aquaman a fun one. Yeah. I don't think it would have worked if they didn't introduce him in Justice League. 
you know, I think there's still that that stigma that, you know, it's it's a dude that talks to fishes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, so I, that's the reason I why. That's I, the reason I, why I, I don't I think, think that that's the reason. I just think that, like, he's a superhero. You know, they made him cool, but he's not a leader. And that's just the the, the, right. the, the exactly. gist of it. You know, like Batman but, is but, a leader. Superman's not even really the leader of the JLA, right? That's why you, Superman couldn't have been. You can kind of justify you can kind of justify doing Aquaman as a beginning because you know what? If he wasn't if he wasn't the butt of all these jokes, because you know what, he's a guy that's lived underwater, right? Yeah. And stuff like that. And and part of part of his storyline is, you know, his fight with the the, the land dwellers because they're they're destroying the sea, right? Yeah. So you could have done that, but like I said, Entourage kind of killed the Aquaman for a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? And and just going back, you know, you think that when you think of Aquaman, what do you think of Super Friends, right? And and so, you know what I'm saying? So he's not he's not the guy you want to start a franchise with. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not. Just because of those yeah. reasons. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's that's my take on it. On the gaming front, we have some Mortal Kombat 11, I'm not going to say news, it's more like a long-running joke. A lot of people have been petitioning for Shaggy to be part of the roster. Ultra Instinct Shaggy. And just... Like, gee, guys. No. I get get memes. I... I love memes, but we didn't have um, oh, what's a famous one. We didn't have the troll face appear in Injustice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, you kind of did. On, it was Superman's man. face, right? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it might be fun and interesting to have Shaggy. Like, what was his, what is his finishing? No, what was his? his it has to do something joint related, right? I mean, he, he, he maybe could be, he has he could over. Yeah, but he could be like Mortal Kombat's Dan. From oh Fighter. no, that's that's a yeah, good idea. Sure, he's kind of a joke. No, but he, runs you over with the mystery machine. There you go. That's that's that's, yeah, that's kind of the, kind of the way Batman has. Uh, then he hops in, out with a joint in Injustice, right? Yeah, Batman the Batman rolls you over with the Batmobile, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you he kills you with Scooby Snacks. Means. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh, or he attempts to kill you, but he's like too like you know. But that's up there. But and that's, then he forgets. But that's like the problem. The man has him as like this god, no, but, and that's what it's whole centered. Yeah, he's over. ultra instinct, Shaggy man. That's the that's problem. Is. But, I'm but sorry, isn't, but isn't there a character in Mortal Kombat that has like a little? There's this big guy, and then there's this little thing. Yeah, in the backpack. That's Ferritor, yeah. But wait, what? Yeah, yeah, it's Ferritor. Right? Yeah, but that's that's so not maybe, a meme. No, but maybe you have Shaggy and Scrappy. You no. know what I'm saying? Scrappy comes out and does his thing. You know I'm what I'm saying? Sorry, just memes. <laughs> memes in a game like Mortal Kombat don't work for me. If you want memes in a game, go like get WWE 2K17 and tamper with the character creation. Fortnite. I mean, you have like what Bojack Horseman in that, like. Come on, Shaggy Fortnite. If you want to have a legitimate character crossover, not saying that it will, get something like Thanos or or Broly. Hell, even like John Wick. Not Shaggy. Come on. Actually, I like that John Wick idea. Yeah, exactly. It would be cool if you guys remember the game. Okay, I'll back off of Shaggy because all of those ideas were way better than Shaggy. Way better than Shaggy. Come on, man. I mean, if you guys remember Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur had... The Apprentice. Like Yoda. And Yoda. Yeah, it had some good crossovers. It had Spawn. It had Zelda. It had Yoda. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Mortal Kombat had Kratos at one point. For goodness' That's sake, Star Killer, for God's sake, right? Yeah. Star Killer was in. Soul oh Calvary, man! You know? And then just to wrap up the Mortal Kombat, another character has been confirmed, Kano. But he's Mortal, returning. Yeah, he's. Um, I really like him. Even though he got killed off in the next one, the, the dealing with Mortal Kombat doesn't get killed off. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they're dealing with timey wimey stuff it. now. And, timey you know, wimey. You know how it's timey wimey nonsense. Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. On to the next thing. Uh, speaking of charring stuff, Netflix's new logo. Oh, man. I just saw, excuse me, guys. I just saw it for the first time earlier, and that logo just looks weird, man. <laughs> Hold on. Let's everybody take a look at it one more time. It's, like, like, overwhelming. It's like Netflix is trying to, like, actually invade your house. Well, it's not going to play on everything. It's only going to play on Netflix originals. Oh, so, okay. Well, that's yeah. even more Netflix trying to invade your house, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa. What does it look like? I you know what it looks like? It almost looks like a Star Wars thing. I mean, a Star Trek thing. Right? It's like hyperspace in a weird way. It looks I, I like the guess. intros to the old Star Trek movies. Yeah, exactly. It looks like, like Undiscovered Country or something like that. Yeah, something like, like that. Man, I don't want that playing every time I watch Castlevania. <laughs> You just skip the intro every time, and you'll be okay. If you don't, you don't have to take a look. But at you that can't at any even point. skip that part. Like, yeah, that well, might I give mean, people epilepsy. You can, but Son of a yeah, basketball, that's man, that's true. You can't skip that thing. Yeah, you can only skip the the, yeah. the Netflix. They can let you skip their own logo. <laughs> you can ma- you can manually yeah, skip it, but you don't have like a skip logo. <laughs> It'd be cool if they added like, "Hey, you want to skip our logo?" So, <laughs> is there anybody that actually like their own like Is anybody that actually likes that logo? I'm not, I'm not mad at it. it. To me, it's it's whatever. Why does it change colors too? Like Netflix, honestly, honestly Netflix. Red. What you should have done, you guys are in cinema. Why doesn't it transform into a film strip? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, or like, uh, like this doesn't make any sense. This other is this action board. I don't even this, know this, what this, this That is something. Doesn't show actually, me anything. It doesn't look that bad. That's the thing not is the like, best endorsement, right, though. So every like <laughs> logos are supposed to speak to you and correlate to what the company represents. That doesn't show me they represent it. Well, yeah. you could you could in a weird way say that this is the vast spectrum of what Netflix gives you. Yeah, but when you, you gotta go with, when you gotta go I that know, far, like, you gotta go very meta to get <laughs> yeah. into that stuff. It's you know, like you look like, at some of the the most iconic logos. Like FedEx has a freaking arrow in it that basically like is saying like. Pointing in this direction, deliver. Like Amazon has the smiley face in it. That's One like, of the best logo redesigns you know, is DC's, in my opinion, because DC is a page being turned. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a logo that speaks to me. Yeah. But this is kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too impressed with it. I don't know. All right. Lukewarm. Yeah. Lukewarm. It's okay. It's as hard to understand as their categories are. <laughs> <laughs> you have to unlock the secret categories. That's what needs to be done. Next. All right. Now we're looking at um, a new trailer. Trailer um, park. teaser. Yes, Harley Quinn. We getting we're getting a first look at Birds of Prey. The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. <laughs> yes. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't show much. Yeah. You know. Honestly, aside from Harley Quinn, I couldn't really tell who. I mean, Huntress <laughs> obviously with the mini crossbow, fine. But otherwise, all the other ones. Eh, but you have Black Mask in there. You have Black Canary. You have um, Renee Montoya was in there. You had Huntress. So it, it's a, it's truly just a teaser. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just say, saying, "Hey guys, this is we coming exist. out. These are the characters. See you in about a couple of months." If there's any observation I make about the trailer, there's not a big observation to be made from such a short teaser, but. 
I'm just, I'm wondering if that's going to be Harley Quinn's outfit in the movie because it's now another Harley Quinn costume redesign. It's like, you know, we have the original Harley Quinn from the, from the animated series. Then they redesigned that for whatever reason, which is fine. You had to redesign it for a movie, I guess. But now they're going to redesign it again, maybe. But interesting. Not sure, though. Not this, sure. This is a costume that is in the comic books presently. Oh, okay. So okay. so there is some some reason for this to being. If There's a, a couple of pictures on the internet. We could pull it up later. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a side-by-side, -side and it's almost picture-perfect. Mm, so, okay. So there is precedence for this costume here. Okay. Um, so, you know, I guess they're tying both things together, but like I said, it's just a teaser. We got like a, a, a two-second shot. There's not much to it. Morgan so. Robbie's a good Harley Quinn, so that's something that I can't really complain about. I'm sure she'll do a great job in the role, so maybe the costume won't be so important. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But now, the trailer that we're interested in. Yes. The crazy. Oh, Big time. crazy. Big time. Hobbs and Shaw. I don't think he's seen it. <laughs> We're gonna throw that on real quick, I guess. Yeah, I think we need to. It looked pretty boring. Oh, you you did see it? the trailer? Yeah, All right, okay. everybody's oh, seen right. the trailer. Everybody's so, seen the trailer. Honestly, is like a first impression. It looks amazing. <laughs> one of the bonkers. things. One of the things that I really liked about this trailer was the dynamic between The Rock and Jason Statham. Just the whole back and forth. Screw you. Two great actors. <laughs> Two great action film stars. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool dynamic. One thing I'm not crazy about, and this is the thing where it's starting to get really crazy. Now they're toying with super soldiers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where it gets a little nuts, that's even not, that's for not me. That's not new. So that's the Fast not, and the Furious? The Fast and the Furious. Again, The Rock freaking crunching up his arm to... He just broke it, shattered it, and he completely healed enough to destroy it. And then he's walking around with a freaking yeah. minigun with unlimited bullets. Okay. He's basically a super soldier. But then there's that, yeah, this, this and guy. then there's Superman crushing. Superman that's fine. I mean, guys like super serum. Obviously, yeah. obviously yeah. it's evolving into a superhero well, it's action crazy. film. You know, but there's, there's no right. emphasis in this trailer about the cars. Which at all at all and and but, say what you will for the for the new movies that are coming out where they're heading more toward like the spy yeah you know, aspect you're saving the worlds that way and the espionage and all that stuff but there was still an emphasis on the cars a small you know emphasis I mean yeah. I, 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 and granted this is just in the trailer you know we don't know about the actual movie but mm -hmm. at the same time like they they've given up on making the cars the characters now the cars are just tools which is like. To me, again, selling out what fast what made yeah, Fast Furious post. It's, it's you know, like the whole, you know, the first one, like legit classic muscle versus, you know, JDM sports. The, you know what I mean? Toyota Supra. Yeah, like oh, Tokyo beautiful. Drift was one of my favorite movies. I hated the acting, but it was legitimate drift cars yeah, and the racing. culture. And they even had the yeah, initial D, the initial D eighty, you know, eighty six, the, the the eighty six Corolla, which is like. You know, you only know that car if you're in car and drift culture and anime. Yep. You know what I mean? So it was still about the cars. And then Vin Diesel went and took over and made it about him. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yeah. He made yeah. it about his life story and about keeping family together, which is awesome. But he forgot about the cars. Yeah. Now they're just parachuting cars out of airplanes and like stealing banks. Like, he doesn't care about like, He doesn't care about doing everything that he can to Driving restore his orders. dad's car. He's just jumping on whatever cool car there is. Yeah. You know, whatever's the most expensive car available. You know, so the that, first that couple movies true, are kind of not important anymore. Basically. Yeah, it's not. They are and they're not. 
Right. Aside from the criticisms, I really, I think I'm really looking forward to Brixton, uh, Idris Elba's character. Yeah. Honestly, I just love the guy. He's well, Idris Elba's a great actor. Yeah. Even though they're taking it away, I mean, I guess you just have to understand, like, basically the, the whole point of, of what, what uh, Wolfie was saying is that we're just, they're just stepping away entirely from yeah. the car-related stuff and going completely into the action stuff. But you could, I mean, the writing was on the wall there. I haven't seen all the Fast and the Furious movies, but you watch some of the fights and some of the, the special effects and some of the, the set pieces and stunts that they do. It's clear that they don't really care about the cars very much anymore. That yeah. happened for a few movies. I mean, the house was taken on a freaking helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. With unlimited ammo. And then you have no, basically they, a video they game. Took, they took on the submarine. He's basically, you know what? Hobbs is basically Contra. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just from watching when I think it was what, the first time that Vin Diesel and The Rock fought, that to me was like you know watching. How long, how long it took to actually. choreograph that fight? I can't even imagine. That was a month. Of, of choreography just doing that one fight that first fight that they had oh yeah that was like a superhero fight they're, they're yeah, putting exactly. each other through walls exactly. and all that stuff that's what I'm saying like, it's, yeah, yeah but you when know you think what? of it that way I guess I start yeah. to see your point a that's little bit better fine but you know what they implicitly show you that they're injecting this guy with something to make him basically Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know okay, I understand that. But, so, like, let's look at the recent Fast and Furious movies. I mean, they're parachuting out of planes with cars, and then they're supposedly surviving and driving right off. Family first. Come on, man. <laughs> But that could happen. <laughs> In the realm of movie possibilities. I, I do it all the time. Weeping uh, from with one my car Dodge to the other. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? In midair, you're like, you know what? I don't like this car anymore. I'm going to jump to that one. I got to take you when I go to the parking lot and do um, donuts with my Dodge Caravan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the way your Dodge Caravan the caravan was sounding last week. I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, my thoughts too. I, the trailer looks good in spite of the fact that they're taking it to a whole different yeah. level of reality. Yeah. It still looks like it's going to be entertaining. I mean, like I yeah, said, definitely. I haven't seen a lot of the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm probably not a, as big of a fan as the rest of the gentlemen around this table. No, I don't. But, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say that either. But, uh. but I mean, I really haven't seen other than like, I saw Fast Five, the first one. I didn't see Tokyo Drift. I saw, what, the Seven, I think. I really haven't seen any of them. So I don't know how many you've seen in comparison. But this trailer looks interesting, and the fact that they're taking it in a new direction might make me actually be interested in, in it again because I'm kind of like you guys. I like the first one because the cars were pretty awesome. Yeah. And then after a while, I'm just like, I like action movies. This isn't action anymore. This is just like, these people are insane. I mean, but that's, they're just that's, doing stunts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the thing, too. Like, if you if you forget that, like... I mean, if you get away from, like, yourself, if you forget, like, okay, it's not about the cars anymore, yeah. then you can enjoy it again. You, know I mean? you have to know what you're getting into. Uh, if you're going over there to like watch a movie about cool cars that you grow up wishing you can like build and design and yeah. race, they, they it's they not even that. about racing anymore. They stopped yeah. that a long you time know? ago. Yeah. Once, yeah. Like I said, get away from that and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, don't bother. If you want cars, go watch the one in 60 seconds. Like this yeah. probably is. If you want cars, go watch Hot Wheels. Or the Ford. You know there are going to be some muscle cars in that one. They're going to be about three inches long, but they'll be in there. Wait. Giant engine. <laughs> With giant steel engines. Oh, boy. Any other impressions, guys? Do we have anything else we want to say I, about I, 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 I think Shaw? I, I think we're done. I think it's a solid-looking trailer. We'll check it out, definitely. I think yeah. I'll see it in the movie theater. Yeah. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for. The last spoiler 
is time. Da -da! Da -da! All right. So, what do we all think of glass? Well, <laughs> here's it's my. Up. What? Oh. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, no. whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. That was not. Where did it begin? I find myself perpetually perplexed whenever I think about this movie. And it's interesting okay. because not many movies leave me polarized like this. Walking in a glass, I was expecting a huge confrontation, the likes of which you would see in like the Marvel movies. Yeah. And I honestly think that that is where most people were disappointed. The trailer conveyed this big send-off into a new type of superhero-verse following a thrilling, world-shaking tangle between Overseer and the Beast. This would be James McAvoy's character and uh, Bruce Willis' Bruce character. Willis's character. David, Dunn. David Dunn. Mm -hmm. Dunn. And Wendell Crumb. Yes. Kevin Wendell Crumb. Kevin yeah. Wendell Crumb. But because this didn't happen, some might say that the movie failed to deliver. This is not what I think, mind you, mm -hmm. because I think the movie did that perfectly, okay. just not in the way you expected it to happen. It's a nice Shyamalan. What I probably, <laughs> what I probably like the most about this movie mm -hmm. is how it deviates from the standard superhero movie so much more so than the past two movies. Okay, and it taps into this concept that I did not expect to see, but loved it all the more because I did see it. Mm -hmm. It plays on this notion that the human normies <laughs> don't want the existence of villains or heroes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Supers in general. Because where one exists, the other must come into, into the picture to restore balance. And that's probably yeah, the big part of the movie. Then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like what Vision said in Civil War. The strength of the Avengers incites challenge from the other side. And with this challenge comes the conflict, and eventually the conflict becomes the suffering of those that are caught in between. And that movie really deep dives into that with this organization that we see. Mm -hmm. Because they're doing everything they can to stop both sides from growing so that you don't have, like, um, the Battle of New York happening or something like that. Right. And honestly, it's a story I've come to respect after dwelling on it longer. Although I was like I, I was disappointed by the fight between the Overseer and the Beast, but other than that, I I really respect this story, okay. and especially because of the way it opened the world. It looked like it closed the world with the death of not only the Overseer, mm -hmm. not only the Beast, Spoilers. and <laughs> this is a spoiler. And Mr. Glass, and yeah, Mr. Glass. and Mr. Glass. The way it Sam ended just right? completely opened it up. Because this secret that they have been trying to keep for so long, supers do not exist, it is out there now. Yeah, it's and out there And because now that that's out there, there's the seeds there for belief. And the, and if you give in to that belief, like David Dunn did, like um, Kevin Wendell Crumb did, mm -hmm. then that allows for more heroes to sprout out, but in a different way. Okay. Okay, so then to me that begs the question, and I'm not going to give my opinion until I ask this question. Where does M. Night Shyamalan go from here? Because I think that's, to me, that, I, I don't want to say that that makes the movie good or bad, because that's, that's obviously that's wrong to, like, take the movie outside of itself and say, like, oh, it's only better because now this is going to come out or because this came before it, then we should stand on its own. But it's still important. What does M. M. Night Shyamalan do next? Is this the end of this? Does it continue? Like, like, 
you know, and, and it's more your opinion than what he actually is going to do. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like you want him to branch this out, but like, how does that happen? Do we create a whole new set of superheroes? Is he created a, a Marvel MCU type well, superhero universe from here on out? That's, if I can jump in here, um, it's, it's interesting because I don't think he's going to go and revisit this universe anymore. Mm-hmm. But there is there is a way where he can go forward with this. Yeah. Because the very end of the scene, right? The very end of the movie, you had Mr. Glass's ultimate uh, plan come to fruition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where he outs. It, it's kind of like in Heroes season, what is it? Season two? Where the yeah. cheerleader was was outed herself to the world, and now everybody knew about heroes and stuff like that. It's, it's no, kind that of was not even the second season. It was, was like, like the fourth season, right? Yeah, the, the very, very last, last season, season, right? So, um, so I I could digress. It was the last season, but but my thing is, I, and I have a problem with the ending in the movie, but just for this for this sake, the argument's sake on this one. He puts it out there, right? And he says, you know what? Now I have outed everybody. So for all the people who kind of had these latent powers and maybe they were afraid to come out because of the fact that, you know what? Oh my, you know, I it's kind of like the mutant thing, right? Yeah. Where you're afraid exactly to out yourself and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There is that that notion now that, you know, this was broadcast to everybody, supposedly, according to this, right? Right. Everyone's watching it on like YouTube or something like that so by the end. Now of the movie. maybe. These people now mm-hmm. come out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. you're right. Now these people come out and say, you know what? They they showed themselves for who they are. I shouldn't be ashamed to show myself anymore. And maybe that's because that was the ultimate point of Mr. Glass. That was his ultimate goal. It has to be like disconnected and connected at the same time. Right, exactly. If so, they're going to move forward with it. And, and, effectively, in, in right, my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. So, um, you know, there, there is that way that you can do it, mm-hmm. you know, because now he's outed to the world that there are people with special abilities. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Elias? I agree. And to be honest, Glass of Movie was a great movie. The twist was creative, especially, especially with Mr. Glass as the villain. He was a, he was a really smart villain. Mm-hmm. And he, people, a lot of people fell for his tricks and stuff like that i did like mm-hmm. that part i did yeah. like the way that that he it was revealed that even though he died all the characters died he still managed to complete the mission that was a suicide mission as they referred to it as the movie in the movie yeah the fight before the the fight between the overseer and the beast was cool but i felt like the hype for the movie i mean it was I, centered around that huh? yeah it was centered yeah. around that fight like I, the I hype, think a lot of it if, yeah. If you look at the way the movie is structured, I think that first fight where they had um, David Dunn and the Horde fight each other, the, the Beast, beast. Mm-hmm. that could have served as as a pretty good end fight. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. felt a little weird because that last fight was kind of underwhelming. You know, but yeah. I guess in, in the context of what he was trying to do with this movie, uh, the fight wasn't the important part. It was it was what came after. I just saw the misdirection you know, from exactly. Mr. Shyamalan. Um, I have mixed feelings about this movie. Okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Although so, just, oh yeah, yeah. So so Unbreakable came out in the year two thousand two thousand, right? And it, it came out at a time where you know the superhero genre was just really starting, you know. Um, and for me, it was a re- re- revelation because it was a different type of movie, right? 
It wasn't your standard. It was they didn't even market it as a superhero movie. They marketed it as a, a thriller, right? Um, so for me, it it was one of these things where it's like you're watching it, and it it really isn't a superhero movie until the very end when you realize he's a superhero, right? Mm -hmm. Split is the same way, and it came out in 2016, where it came out and it portrayed itself as a horror movie, but then at the end, the twist was you were actually watching a supervillain origin story. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Glass seems to me like a movie out of time. Um, and how, how so? Because, and, it's, and this is why, and this is why I have a problem with the ending of it. Um, because you look at the way that ending came about, right? Um, and so the video goes out and the three characters that are connected to our, our antagonist, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the mom of Mr. Glass, the girlfriend of the horde or the wannabe girlfriend of the horde and David Dunn's son, they're all sitting in some random train station waiting for something to happen. Right, Which right. Does, right? Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is Casey from Split. Mm -hmm. um, Spencer Tree Clark, who was the original son in Unbreakable years ago, they brought him back. And then Charlene Woodard, who was also in in uh, in Unbreakable and played um, Elijah Price, Mr. Glass's mom in that one. They reprised which is, it. Was which is interesting because I think Sam Jackson is actually older than yeah. she is. <laughs> yeah, she, her prosthetics and like you know? makeup looked very weird. Yeah, but, like, it was a little off-putting. Yeah, she wasn't very relevant to me in from in terms of characterization, but I'll get to that. Yeah. But 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 the whole thing, and I think when we came out of, of watching the movie, it was it was part of this whole thing where it was like, well, who's gonna in this day and age, who's gonna take that footage seriously? In the age of deep fakes and and you know special effects and things of that nature, mm -hmm. who's gonna take it seriously? I I I think if you had done this in the burgeoning age of the internet, which would have been the 2000s, that ending would have been more impactful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right now, you look at this, and a lot of people will look at those videos with a certain sense of cynicism. Be like, it's special be like, effects yeah, or something like that. And so it kind of it kind of takes away from the impact of the movie. And that's why I say I, I think this is a movie out of time, because if you had set this a little bit earlier when supposedly he already had this thought in his mind of doing this, when he did Unbreakable, I think it would have landed a little bit better. And also, like, out of time, what did you say Unbreakable came out around 2000? Right? 2000. It like, was what have they been doing for all this time? There's so much... It, it seems... Okay, this is, this is one of my issues with the movie, actually. It seems like there was so little actual development. Like, what, was, was Mr. Glass just sitting in an insane asylum for the past 18 years? Yeah, actually you know? it was. Like, and, and I, okay, that's because, great and all. Because the but, thing actually happens in real time. Exactly, but, you like, I, I kind of, that, that to me also places it as a movie that's out of time in a certain sense, because, so, if for 18 so years, for 18 years, the Overseer is operating kind of out in the open, and this secret society that's supposed to be taking care of superheroes and supervillains did nothing for almost two decades There's a lot of to, to actually do something about this guy. You know what I mean? That Mr. Glass was, in, you know, he was in the insane asylum. Okay, so he, they figured, you're secure, that's great, that's fine. Kevin Wendell Crumb, the Horde, the Beast—they just showed up on the on the world stage, so mm -hmm. to speak. But they just let David Dunn do this for eighteen years, and they never knew about it. They never knew where to find him. They like he was operating in Philadelphia for eighteen years. They figure it's not that hard to find the guy. Just go to where some crimes are happening. There's the overseer. Get him. 
and you can, know? can we talk well, about the Clover organization? Let me let me ask this. You're a secret organization that's been what did they say? Thousands of years. Yeah, they've been doing like this? the Illuminati, basically. And and the best place you can meet is a restaurant, and you gotta wait for people to leave. Before. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> what kind of secret organization? Then you is lock that? the door. You put the chain on the door. It's like it's okay, like, everybody right. act normal. Everybody make believe, and then oh, the last person just left. Lock the door. Let's get super serious. What if they make a mistake? I, I mean, you know. <laughs> That what if somebody's a, in the bathroom? Ex- <laughs> the guy comes out and he was like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it was there was these little things that that just kind of it, it kind of drove me a little wacky with that. And listen, the, the fact that that she mentions that usually what they do is they just kill him. Yeah. And she wanted to do a humane way of of doing it. But then the way they did David Dunn at the end where they basically killed them in a murder puddle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What what was humane about that? And clearly you see that well, he's not a bad guy. Especially when well, they at that well, point well, well. they're all weakened. You can actually capture them at that point, but instead they're like, let's murder all three of them. At the and same let, time. but and, and the conceit is let's convince them that they're not superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that for me is a little weird. Okay, so here. On the point of the footage thing, that's where I could say if he's not going to do any more movies, yeah, then you could chalk it up to, oh, this is just uh, photoshopped, mm-hmm. whatever. We're not going to believe this. Mm-hmm. You could just leave the series alone there. That's fine. As far as the Overseer goes, we don't know exactly when he started getting that name. Maybe he started getting that name once he started getting more recognition. Maybe he didn't get any recognition in that time span. The only thing I'll say to that is, is it seems like it's something that they've been doing for a while. That's that's not set oh, in stone. It's not set in stone. No, but I agree but with that. But it seems that way. I it very much that. seems that way because, because they have they have their little air, mm-hmm. and they have their their way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And and you hear him saying, you know what? Maybe you should take the night off today. You've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to just one night, just let it go. So I think, yeah, they've been doing this for like 18, 19 years. For a, a very for long, a long time. I mean, they even show where the kid, the moment where the kid kind of realizes that his dad is a superhero beyond the whole like part in the first in Unbreakable where he's lifting the huge weights because he like David Dunn yeah, has he, to talk he his way out of that. The, the newspaper over to him while he's having orange juice. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, that's the, this is the moment when I'm, I've become a superhero now. And it's like... Um, that doesn't make the movie terrible or bad in any way. I'm just saying there's some details there that, to me, remove you from the experience and make you ask too many questions about what's, what's been happening for all this time. All right. Okay? Um, yeah, on the go ahead. Point, on the point of um, – I, I don't even rem- – I, I think she said that this um, this studies with, oh, people who think they're superheroes and yeah. need to go change their minds. Did she say that was recent? Yeah, that that was a recent thing. Yeah, she. Yeah, but who I knows think, what she was? What, what was true of what she was saying until I, the end, where they I revealed themselves. Was, I think she was. Th- these three characters were her test case. You know. Yeah. Because maybe. if if you look at the universe at large, they really haven't mentioned anybody else that's super, yeah. so to speak. You yeah. Know what I'm saying there's no there's no throwaway where it's like okay, well we it didn't work with these guys, let's try something else with those guys. You know. And you look at what Unbreakable was about, right? Mr. Glass was actively looking for somebody who was special. Yeah. 
So that means that there was nobody out there at the time. Which you could say that they've been doing their job really well for many, many thousands of years until we got to these guys, though. Mm-hmm. These were the only ones that were smart enough to actually like get outside of their plot to cover all this up. And, and just think of it this way. What was Mr. Glass doing for 18 years if he's so smart? It, it took him a span of one movie to get out. Yeah. Why didn't he do that 18 years ago? Yeah. I, I mean, was he waiting all this time for another superhero or villain to emerge? And he's like, oh, now I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to do it. Because, you see, that's the, that's the, not the beauty of it, but this all gets set in motion because of one third factor that really ups the game. Mm-hmm. Mr. Glass is more of a subtle villain. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's the mastermind. Yeah. David mm-hmm. Dunn. While he has his crazy metal bending powers, he was pretty under the radar. Yeah, that was the slowest then, bent of metal that I've ever seen. But you know, and and this is where this is where I think things change. When you get a wild, when you get a loose cannon like the horde mm-hmm. and the beast, that's when things change. That is when things escalate. It's true, but. I don't know. It seems like they they painted it as Mr. Mr. Glass was very, very excited to discover the existence of another superhero. And then he didn't care for all that time. That's why I'm saying like for 18 years, you figure he would have done some. Right. If you find one, you go find another. Right. You don't wait 18 years for another. I mean, talk about playing the long game. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? 18 years worth of it. Yeah, he waited until makeup technology advanced to the point where his his younger mom could be older than him in this movie. I just, you know, and like I said, that's why I'm having trouble with this movie because, um, you know, it's it's things like that when when you start to really really think about how the movie is structured and the story that they're trying to tell. There's a lot of things where it's like. It's it's tough to it's tough to wrap your head around. There's it, too know? many moments like that that are rough. And it's just like a, a closing comment. Um, this is in response to your uh, you know your thoughts. Um, the whole final the reason why that whole last act happened where you had the kill squad despite the efforts of the doctor the doctor yeah, mm-hmm. trying to brainwash them into thinking they want superheroes is because by then. At least within the psycho psychiatric compound, yeah. they were contained. But once that started spilling out outside, and where people can see, mm-hmm. and then there are eyewitnesses, that's when they really had to step in, despite the doctor's efforts. Because, and then even with the, it's like I said before, if there's a good guy, there must be a bad guy. That's the dichotomy they set up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. Excuse me. They killed David. They didn't. They probably didn't want to. Well, they wanted to kill David Dunn. They just didn't care that he was a good guy because, mm-hmm. like, if there's good, there's bad. There's opposition. People get hurt. They don't want anything to do with that. They don't want superhero level conflict anywhere near them. Basically, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is the whole. That's why I like this idea so much because you never see it in. At least I've never seen it in any other kind of superhero context. The Incredibles. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that's a cartoon. So, to be fair, yeah, in a, maybe in a live-action movie, it really hasn't been seen this way before. Cartoons. Cartoons and comics, because that's what that's kind of what The Dark Knight Returns is about also. Remember, that's that the, what Green Arrow got his arm ripped off by Superman because he wouldn't stop superheroing. 
Mm-hmm. So and that's why Superman goes after Batman in the first place, yeah, and that storyline because superheroes are outlawed. And so Superman's yeah. a tool of the government. But yes, I agree with you. We haven't seen something like that in live action. Civil War? No, okay. Let, let me let's, no. let's, let me just stop. That's not exactly the same. Still, either. Still not exactly the same as this one. The way that they set it up. Yeah. But okay. So X Men. We, I should stop. We should really, we should really <laughs> stop debunking his point. <laughs> but but like, you know what? The way that it works in this movie, right? Hasn't been done. This is this is much there's no darker. secret society trying yes, to do that's this. That's what I this like about it. Okay, yeah. The government yeah. is doing it in Civil War. The government is doing it is doing it in The Dark Knight Returns. And the government yeah. is doing it in The Incredibles. There's never been a secret society that says like, "Yo, we got this," right? And, and they're not that's killing it. off people. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, tr- they're trying to stop them using lawful ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dubious, but lawful. Right. But okay, so that brings me to how I feel about this movie. Um, Just like you, Walt, I am very much on the fence about this movie because to me, something that I said when the trailers came out, they looked promising. The movie did look promising because, you know, Unbreakable was awesome, Split was awesome. We had no freaking idea what was going on with either of those movies, and they ended up being good. To me, the setup with it from this movie was was a dubious setup at best because the the entire premise of them wanting to tell these people who are superheroes just we're gonna put you in a psych ward and tell you that you're not a superhero and that's how we're gonna solve this. To me, that was that was a poor way to set up this secret society's endgame because. You know, I have to say, like, like to me, it's like, okay, you're going to tell these people that they're not superheroes. What is to stop you from, say, for, or from, what is to stop them from experiencing what we'll call a relapse, where they go out into the world and some superhero in situation happens? It's probably not something that's going to be common. Okay. I, I will give you that. It's not common that they will go out into the world and that the world will require their superhero powers to reemerge. For them to like go get groceries or something like that. Yeah, there's no there's no laser in the sky type of thing. Right. You know but like and, and we don't know what kind of powers the other heroes that they've taken care of in the past have had. Right? But you're that's talking the about the, the secret society, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, yeah, the implication with the comics is that those are stories about past superheroes, right? That have those kind of that, that have those kind of crazy powers. abilities. But like that to me, that even ruins the concept even further because you have this secret society that is trying to keep all of this stuff in secret, and then people go and write comic books about it. But then again, what is this? How the secret society makes some extra revenue? They have a comic <laughs> book publisher, like in the back office. Well, you know, but like I mean, not to like downplay comic books or anything, but if you were like in that society, you're not really going to take that seriously. No, I understand that. I understand that. But, like, what is even the point of putting those stories out there at all? Like, at, for and there's, there's no real reason in the movie anywhere that says, like, you know, again, all, all I can think of is they're, they're trying to generate revenue for their secret society. There's no other logical reason other than being, like, a boastful Bond villain or to put that out there. You, you could look at it this way. By by putting these these documents, these you know stories, uh, this mythology out there, maybe what it does is it allows them to find people this way. Follow me on this, right? Okay, I so, think I kind of know where you're going. So you know you have you have kids and and mostly kids, but you know guys like us also. Mm-hmm. We love comic books, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
you, you look at some of these stories and maybe a, a, one of these supers, quote unquote supers, right, is reading the comic book and says, you know what, hey, I can identify with that guy. That's me. Maybe I start coming out of my shell. Right. You know, and so that's how maybe that Clover is able to identify these supers because now they've been emboldened by reading this comic and saying, hey, guess what? You know, um, I've, I, I see where this is. This guy looks like me. He does stuff like me. Maybe I can do some of that stuff. And maybe that makes them go out and do it. And boom. The next day, Clover is there and scoops him up, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, but, but that's risky. So, that's a very risky, risky way to go about that because then you stand the chance of somebody going out in public and testing that stuff out. Like, so what if somebody sees this in a comic book and they're like, you know what? I've always thought I was a superhero. I'm going to go to a public square and demonstrate by lifting up like a freaking 2,000 pound water fountain or something like that. Random, random example. I don't know who's going to lift up a water fountain, but like to me, that's inviting the problem even more to me. But it also is a way to find these people easier. Yeah, but you but know? again, but it might be in a public square. It might be in the most public place possible. You can always you listen. You look at you look at what happens what happens in politics now. You can always sweep that stuff under under the rug, and nobody's under wiser. Right? How much? You again, know? it depends on what these superheroes can do. If you have a guy who can like manipulate minds or something like that, if you have a guy who can like shoot energy out of his hands, but how again, do you, but again, yeah. this this goes back to the whole you know. My problem with the ending of the film, you can doctor that footage and then you can go ahead and say, oh, well, you know what? We can debunk this because somebody photoshopped this or somebody deep faked this. You know what I'm saying? So you can you can get that away. And the good part about this is that with this fight between the three heroes, villains, right? The three supers. Right. Um, the eyewitnesses, they were all crazy. Because they were all psychiatric ward patients, right? Well, they were also psychiatric ward, like like doctors, right? They were too. So maybe you say that they were probably you know, on the bankroll. Well, they they they, right, they, exactly. they sort of explain that. No, they're they're not on the bankroll. That that then that's for sure. Because at one point, Doctor Stapler tells them to all go to the other side of the of don't go to the windows. Right, stay away. So they're not on the payroll for sure. Those those employees. You're in, you're in a you're in a hospital. You can say aware. that there's a there's a gas leak that caused you to hallucinate. You know, maybe maybe one of these things. You could there's but doesn't there's that make ways you can explain it away in the hospital setting? You know where there's psychiatric drugs, hallucinogenic drugs on on the premises and stuff like that. You can claim that there's maybe, a leak, maybe and stuff like that. Just in this particular example. But I think the problem you know, with that is still like that becomes such an inelegant solution to like if you want a plot. I'm but, not saying the plot has to be simple, but that overcomplicates it for to me no reason at all. But this this movie is overcomplicated, you know, and and that's. That's my. That's a little bit of my problem with it. You know, I, like I said, I, I. That's what I like about it. I will. I will say this. Um, it doesn't deserve the venom that it's getting. It, I don't think it's as bad as everybody puts it out to be. Mm -hmm. But when you have Unbreakable and Split that came before it, it's kind of a letdown in the trilogy. Everything made yeah. a lot more sense in those movies to me. Exactly. It made yeah. a heck of a lot more sense. And well, just going back to the comic book thing, maybe uh, that, that's a good idea that maybe they're using it to attract them. But what if it's also a sort of deterrent? Because generally, when you think about these things, they're extraordinary things. We all look for extraordinary things in our lives. 
but we don't think to look for it in real life. So what's the perfect place to look for it? In comic books. So that way, when you're looking at the comic books, oh, I'll only find this here. Where am I going to find this in the world? Maybe it's more of a distraction than it is a, a mode of finding them. I still think it's a it's a poor way to do it. That's 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 my opinion. It's it's just it's just a poor way to document it. It's a poor way to attract people if you want. It's a poor way to deter. Uh, I mean, because like, what kid is going to look at a comic book, or what person is going to look at a comic book, and that might have superpowers and say like, oh well, this is a cautionary tale. I'm not going to do this stuff. Every single person who looks at those comic books and sees what's in what's going on in there and identifies with it, they're going to go out and do something super. You know, right away. I, I to, think, my, to me. I, to I me, think again. the biggest problem with Glass in terms of this franchise is the secret organization. Because Unbreakable did a, a great job of saying comic books are a history. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a really good way of the way they were talking about it. It's like, listen, this is our new mythology. This is, this is what, you know, back in the days when they used to write stories and tell stories and the way they passed the stories along was by song, by mouth. Here we're doing it in the medium through the comic books. That worked well for that movie. I think in trying to shoehorn it into this movie, that's where you have the problem. And the problem singularly lies with Clover. Because like you said, this is the secret organization with meets in, in restaurants, right? Yeah. <laughs> But but the whole thing is, if you're trying to keep the secret, just like you said, why do you have comic books then? Yeah. Where is where is the leakers in in this organization that's putting these stories out there? Yeah. Who's writing? That's this? the biggest problem. <laughs> it, it worked super well in Unbreakable. It does not work in Glass. I'm more I'm more inclined to believe there's a secret secret society that documents it than I am a secret society that tries to control. So is this a competing? Because then, then there's an interesting dynamic there because you have the one that wants to let everybody know and then you have the one the one society that wants to suppress it. Yeah. So maybe they have their secret stash of superheroes somewhere that they're keeping secret and safe. Let's see. And this, in, at the end of the day, this Clover organization really is a, an evil organization and stuff like that. That's where, again... That's... that's Maybe that's where you go with this, but again, but that's that's the problem though. You because then you have to out. go outside of the movie. If you have to, if you have to go outside of the movie, unless it's clearly, and I know this is a trilogy, but they they were still all designed to be compartmentalized on their own stories, which is why it was such so crazy when at the end of Split, David Dunn freaking shows up. It was its own story. You have to go so far outside of this movie to find justification for some of the decisions yeah, it, that they make in this movie. It's a, it's a little long. And to me, if anything, to me, that's why you take away talking about specifics like like the Clover Society and comic books and like how they died, the the side characters that were to me a little shoehorned into the movie. They didn't all need like a counterpart to be in the movie. I no, don't necessarily I, I see think, that. I think it was good to ground them in society. That's the that's their pull back to. Normalcy, yeah, but that's, a lot of a lot their, of what they did that's their tether to a normal life. Uh, but a lot of know? it also, to me, seemed a little too forced to to have those characters in there. Like, oh, why why that. do we need to keep reintroducing the fact that the cheerleader is obsessed with with the the beast, the horde, Kevin Wonder? No, I agree with that, but that, I, that was too strong a plot point. 
before we wrap this up, can we talk about one more thing? And this is a positive. Can we talk about James McAvoy's performance? Well, that, that's okay. See, that's why the first third of the movie works so well to me, though, because it's all about James McAvoy at that point. But then, and there, and no I, have, I have to say, there, there's, there's more. That, that kind of highlights the other problems that I have with the movie. There's not much of Mr. Glass. He doesn't he's, show he's up, really. He's for a mute for the whole movie, pretty much, yeah. until the end. Right, and then even David Dunn doesn't like gets kind of pushed to the side a little bit in favor of of James McAvoy's character of Kevin Wendell Crumb. But if so, you're gonna if you're gonna push somebody aside, that was a, a spectacular performance by him. He's a great actor, and, 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 but but not only that, so is Sam Jackson. You know, so is so is Bruce Willis when he wants to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He actually had to. Do I don't stuff think he yet. wanted to be in this movie. I don't but, think he cared enough. I don't think honestly. he likes the action the action part of it anymore. He's <laughs> like, I'm too old for this. Yeah. Yippee Kaye, get out of here! I don't want to do that Yippee Kaye <laughs> stuff anymore. But you know Mofos. what? With, with McAvoy, <laughs> I. I was always I was always fixated on the screen whenever he was on there because you know, just he's playing twenty three well twenty four characters if you include the beast right, but and there was this one point it was almost like a one take where he's just going back and forth between all these characters mm -hmm. and you know what each one of them was was so distinct right yeah it wasn't it wasn't like and it was just flawless and you know what. It's not even the intonation of his voice. It's it's the way the he ticks and all of that, all stuff. that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know the way he held himself. You know, even when he transformed into the beast, you know, there was no special effects to that, bar the maybe the, the, the veins, veins and stuff the like veins that. And stuff like that. It was him effects. contorting his body in a way to make himself mm -hmm. look even bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, making, what I'm making those noises, just like that. I mean, <laughs> that was that was awesome to me. I, I got to say though, like I don't remember. Maybe you're gonna have to refresh my memory, but did the beast like roar in Split? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did? yeah. Okay, maybe he did, but in this movie, like, but like he, he spent he like ten minutes like roaring at David Dunn from across the field. I'm like, okay, we get it. You're a beast, dude. Yeah. Like, just go get him now. Just go get him. You know, he, 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 he had more dialogue as the beast in this one than he yeah. did in Split. You know yeah, that is true. So, you know, and and. But such a, I think that, that voice was a very Christian Bale Batman voice to me. I'm like, okay, like we get it, James McAvoy, you are a freaky creature. But like that part was a little overdone to me. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, the a beast, little over the top. The Beast in his speaking form was easily the weakest of all the, the personalities. The personalities yeah. that he had. Yeah, you know. Um, I love the the Boston guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I forgot what his name was, and then you know the the little kid. I I forget what his name is, um, and he spent most of the time as the kid. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. he was great. Um, the kid was the kid was a good personality. Yeah, and pretty was. funny. Mm -hmm. He brought he brought some comic relief to the movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he made you sympathize and also hate him at the same time, yeah. which was good. But like, yeah, to me, I think that's that's the biggest problem. Just to summarize, is that. In order for this movie to work, you have to go so far outside of it to to assume, or yeah, to mostly assume. Really, that to me, that's the problem. You have to assume too many things in this movie for it to work. And there were a lot of parts that maybe didn't need to be in there, so that they could give you the answers to some of these questions. What was David Dunn doing for eighteen years? You know, why did Mister Glass not execute his plan much sooner? Why is there, why are comic books a record of this? Like, who's writing these comic books? 
Like, and yeah, that could be something that's answered in another movie. But why didn't you at least give us a hint to the answer in this movie? I think that's where the problem for me lies. Think, that's where it I gets think, uneven. I think there was too much um, control by M. Night Shyamalan on this. This it's is like George Lucas. Well, but this is his third movie where he's self-produced. Yeah, he used his money to 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 do this movie. He's gonna do whatever because, he wants because <laughs> you you look at this here, and what it was is that you know he's had he went up. His highest point was uh, six cents. Mm-hmm. Then he went really low with Avatar, right yeah. to the point where he couldn't get a job. Nobody would produce and, his movies after that. But then he came back with with, um, with the split. visit. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. visit was first, mm-hmm. right? Split. He couldn't. He couldn't. Um, well, that's when he joined up with what Bloomhouse? No, with Split. Right. I oh, think that's it was what split. split. Okay. Because he shot the 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 script around and nobody would pick it up. Blumhouse was the only one. We'll take anything. Exactly. <laughs> they, and, they have good movies. And he made I, it for, I think he made it for like $9 million. Yeah. You know, he made it wasn't for very little money. And so this one here, he went a little bit more, again, using his own money. What is that? I don't think. I don't $20 million. Dollars, didn't I, I read somewhere that the actors didn't really get paid much for this movie? No. Because they all just liked the source material. And he so even much. mentioned, he said if, if this movie didn't work out, he would have a hard time paying his mortgage. <laughs> So, Probably. But you know what? He's, he made money. The movie made money, though. The right? movie made money. So Good for him, I know, guess. Yeah. <laughs> the next movie that he has, I you know, I think I think a studio will give him a little bit more, more um, of a budget, but I think that they're going to rein him in a little bit because now they're going to start putting money in unless he self produces again, which he probably will end up you know? doing. I don't know. I don't so, know. The only part I will say of this movie that was forced was when he was in the movie. Was when oh that's right when he's in the he was like in that conversation his character he's buying from security unbreak, thing um, uh, yeah. yeah 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 that's right because that he was at the football stadium yeah yeah and then he had he's a pretty bad actor too so that didn't <laughs> yeah, really work out too well but I don't know any final thoughts on the movie beyond that anybody else have uh, any opinion that it was a great movie thought. you really liked it what was uh, what was the best I mean, part and the worst part the best part probably. Uh, the best part. I'm not really. I'm not really sure what the best part is. Mm-hmm. Is there a part that you really didn't like? Is there a, the part that I really didn't like, like uh, Walt, was the secret society. The secret society, mm-hmm. or maybe not the secret society in general, but what it is that they were trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of agree with that too. I think maybe the introduction of that society. Does make sense. Not even what they were trying to do, but how they were trying to do it. I think that's that's what turned me off to the movie. I don't think we needed the Dr. Stapler character. I think it could have been pretty much anybody else. Um, but I don't know. And is there so there's is there anything? I mean, it was. Is a there great... anything you think they should have changed besides that, or is that basically like the 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 most of your thoughts on it? I'm not really sure. Okay, to be honest. that's fair enough. That's it was a enough. great movie, but I felt like the hype wasn't really so it didn't live up to it yeah it didn't live up to it okay okay and that's fair enough and you know what i don't i can see how people could enjoy the movie more than i did but for me i think standing next to unbreakable and standing next to split they could have done a lot more with it yeah uh, i don't I'm, know I'm, I'm i'm not hating the movie but at the same time i'm not loving the movie either i'm just kind of eh it was okay <laughs> maybe i should yeah. you know what? i will say this much though I do kind of want to watch it again just to see if I'm wrong. Yeah. That's because because it wasn't 
It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like, oh my god, I hate no. this movie. Yeah. Everything is terrible in it. There, there's a lot of movies out there that that you can say are much much worse. This yeah. was a this was a watchable movie, but if if you really start to nitpick at it, that's when it starts to fall apart. And I, I know I disliked it maybe a little bit more than I liked it, but also M Night Shyamalan does have a tendency to put little moments in there that can explain some of these details. So maybe there's something I missed. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Well, Metatron. I, I seem to be the outsider here. <laughs> I seem to be the outsider. That's fine. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that movie because of actually, I mean, maybe the Secret Society was a bit much, but the concept around which they revolved, I really, really liked. And the way they went about it was also, in my opinion, really, really, I really enjoyed it. The one thing that didn't work for me was, like Elias said, the movie advertised itself as one thing. The culmination, split versus unbreakable, did not live up to that part. Yeah. Well, you know, but, the, the twist between uh, with uh, Mr. Glass was pretty good, too. But continue. Yeah, and that's, that's the other thing. Mr. Glass, though he wasn't in a lot of the movie really did get to shine, in my opinion. Yeah. You got to see just how smart he is. Yeah, that is true. More so than you saw in Unbreakable. Certainly. Yes. Because his plot in Unbreakable was pretty cool, but also didn't make the most sense in the world either. <laughs> like, this is how I find superheroes. I'm just going to break stuff until one of them pops up. But but I, I like <laughs> I like the reasoning <laughs> behind him, and I, I think... That that's the thing that's missing with this movie because you know you look at it at the at the very end and what it is is that it's not it's not good versus evil, it's about trying to find your place in the world, you know. And I think that's the thing that sh that he was struggling with. And you know, at the very end, he says, "Now that you know who you are, now I know who I am." And I think that's that was his journey in Unbreakable. He was trying to find out where he fit in the world and and you know how he's accepted in the world you didn't have those tones in glass you know glass was kind of well you kind of did but they didn't they they didn't do it as well as they did on unbreakable you know unbreakable he really was yeah he did some bad things and you know again it, it's kind of the thing where he thinks he's doing it for the right reasons you know he's trying to find it's almost like um, there's there's a there's a show where um, you know the the superhero the the villain is trying oh Flash how, how can I do it you know Zoom is trying to Zoom is trying to push um, Flash to be a better version of himself and what does he do he does evil things to do it you yeah. know so I think that's that's what it is you know so. For me, it, it's it's a little wonky, but it is what it is. I think if you really have to put it in a sentence, I think you could say glass was wonky, yet satisfying in a sense. <laughs> that's, that's Lion King, guys. If you don't know, I, how could you not know? But if you don't know, it's Lion King. So now you know. So yeah, I, I think um, both me and Jose are a little on the fence with the movie, but I think Metatron and Elias... Really like the movie. It's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie, 
But if you're into that stuff, it, it's something that you like. It's a very divisive movie. Let's put it that way. So some people like it because the um, Metacritic, I mean, the user score, I think, is higher, much higher than the Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But that, in essence, is our review of Glass. Denizens of the internet, I want to thank all of you out there for listening in on another pizza party on pop culture over pizza. Like, share, rate, or subscribe us. You can search us up on Google Podcasts. You can search us up on Apple Podcasts. We're on many major podcasting platforms. Look for us on the internet. Google us. Find us out. Check us out on Twitter at PCOP Podcast, Instagram at PCOP Podcast. And if you want to give us some feedback, Tell us uh, what we can do a little bit better on the show, what works, what doesn't, maybe even some ideas for what you want us to talk about exactly. That's what I was going to say. Popcultureoverpizza at gmail.com. So, guys, thanks for joining us for another awesome episode. I'm Jose. Elias. This is Walt. May the force be with you. Yeah. This is Metatron bidding the adieu. And Wolfie. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, guys. And all of you denizens out of there in the internet, stay geeky. Like, like Ninja says, do it for the vines. <laughs> Boy!